Welcome, welcome to Your Aunties Could Never, the podcast for cool aunties and uncles everywhere, where you hear no nonsense, straight talkings, and lots of insight, foresight, knowledge, and wisdom. I'm Auntie AK, and I'm here with Auntie Nana and Auntie Shade. And we hopefully will be joined by Auntie Farah. She's trying to get her stuff together. So hopefully she'll be back with us soon. Yeah, we'll keep an eye out for Auntie Farah. So my ladies, how are you, my aunties? How are you? Yeah, good. Getting through the week. I know it's still early days, actually, at the time of recording. But yeah, good start so far, I think. How are you, Auntie Nana? I I was traumatised today. I was cutting. I think this is trauma. I was cutting some belts. And I opened up a piece of leather and I like opened it up, flipped it up and put it on the oh, cutting no. table. Oh, no. Two no. spiders jumped up. Anyone that works with leather knows like that spiders like leather. It's, it's even gross to think about it because it's like flesh. It, it's hard skin. But either way, spiders like leather. But I was so terrified. I don't know if they were dead or alive. I literally picked up all of my stuff. And I've left my workshop and I came back home. So I'm scared to go in tomorrow because I don't know like where they are, what they're going to do. If they were big or small, I just saw two black things, brownie things jump up and I was off. So I'm suffering from trauma today. Like I'm still a little bit shaky. I wasn't, I wasn't expecting that story. And And I don't... I feel stressed out. <laughs> I don't do spiders at no, all. I would hate for something to... I always have that thing, have an irrational fear of spiders disappearing. Yeah. So it, it will make me... You know you have those flashes when it happens. Okay. Okay. I'm very sorry oh. about your spiders. I, on the other hand, I'm not spider scared or traumatised. I'm very happy. My daughter started her first day... I won't say what hospital, I guess she can't. But her first day as a nurse, as a paediatric nurse. She's a working woman. I'm going to get all her money. Very happy. Okay, guys. Look, get your plates. With the aunties, as the party can start. Get your plates, get your drinks. And let's start the show. Who are we welcoming to the family, Auntie Nana? Okay. Give me a moment. So we are welcoming a beautiful young man called Kweju. Kweju. I'm calling him by his like the Ghanaian sounding name, not how it's been pronounced on the TV so far. He is Kweju Twinibwa. Twinibwa. Is how I asked my mum and she said it is, you don't also always say the T, but she said the T and it was Kweju Twinibwa. Mm-hmm. And he is a social housing activist and he's just been doing great work. So, like, really sticking up for people. He's been lobbying and getting various different housing trusts and housing associations and councils to really fix up people's properties and just highlighting how disgusting some places people are, are, are meant to live in and still pay rent. So I welcome him with open arms, a gorgeous nephew, Kwejul Twinaba. Yes, well, I'm so proud of him. He's doing. He, I, I listen, I, bro. I could do with his help myself. No, he's doing really amazing things. Very proud of that. You can um, find him on Instagram at Quadro Housing, which is K W A J O Housing, and he also has just just giving page that's been set up as well. And so he's accepting donations because he's been doing this for a few years, totally for free. So if you've got anything, please donate to him as well. 
he said when he went into what the one of some woman's house and the roaches and the mice oh. the conditions that she's living in and he managed to because and it's so annoying that the attention just because he gave the he brought it, it to social media and stuff then the council started fixing up and the woman's going to be rehoused but it's just he shouldn't have to do it and he lost his own dad to cancer didn't he a while yeah. and did get madness it's just it's anyway superhero all right let's get down to business this is your aunties could never we are a podcast however we do stream over youtube facebook instagram and what i need you guys to do <laughs> is go when you're listening back to us on our audio platforms like apple and spotify leave your reviews and the reason why we need you to leave your reviews is because it makes us a great we want to be great rich aunties so leave your reviews a positive reviews and like us on spotify and what we're going to do which i'm going to quickly do which i'm going to get probably one of you other guys to do so it's not always me talking we got some really good reviews and i'd like to read out from stacy news on apple they said we needed this podcast. Love the way I'm kept up to date with politics in the UK and US. A much needed show. I look forward to listening to your views every week. That's Stacey News. Thank you, my darling. That's a Thank wonderful. You, Thank Sheila, you, Thank you. Sheila95 said, the best aunties ever. Honestly, this show is amazing because you don't even get to see our or hear. Every, sorry, you don't get to see or even hear mature black women talking the way these we, women in media speak, not on TV, not in movies, not even on radio. These women are hilarious and I love how they consistently keep it real week in, week out. Seriously, if you want a breakdown of what's happening in the world with a side of shade and laughter and some extra reality added to it, tune in. 10 out of 10, ladies. I mean, my head is gassed. I'm blatantly fully gassed now. Right. <laughs> I, 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 I wanna, okay. I'm going to give you more. I'm actually going to give you more. Superstar <laughs> 2000 said, they thought it and the aunties will say it loud and clear. I love this podcast. I look forward to listening every week in capital letters. I think it's refreshing to hear your views on topical issues. I love that you're all different in your views and represent us all eloquently. Keep up the good work, fellow aunties. And the last one. Funny as F from Nayfleen. Love this and them. Love the genuine fun they have chatting together. It's like an interesting, witty, funny conversation you overhear and chuckle to yourself as you listen. Guys, Aww. I mean, I mean guys, do you want me to, do you you want me to cry? Nice, you know? <laughs> want me to cry? This is very emotional. Thank you. Oh. <laughs> Please, more comments so we can read. Look, your name goes up in lights too. And you'll get a very celebratory anti-clap from me and the aunties. Thank <laughs> you. Yeah. for commenting. That was really cute. So thank you oh, guys. Oh, that's lovely. Yeah. Nice. All right. Now let's back get back down to real business. We've done a new thing. I'm mixing it up. Let's keep it fresh. So we're going to combine what have you heard in the streets and for the culture. So I'm thinking that it might go, what have you heard? The culture. What have you heard? What the culture. Culture, what have you heard for the culture? Are you guys finished? <laughs> I really miss We're fully guests. We are so guests at those reviews <laughs> that I blatantly want to start dancing. What have you heard for the culture? <laughs> what have you heard for the culture? You know this is a bop, Auntie Sade. It is, it is. <sighs> Mate. If that's all, that. all right, say nothing. We're going <laughs> to... Okay, yeah, let's... <laughs> anyway, this is where we're going to discuss the news and the stories that hit this culture, hit the headlines, hit the mainstream. We're going to bring it all together in one messy bowl and get to the bottom of it. And leave so, your yeah. questions and comments as well. We'll read them out. Do that too. And on IG Live, guys. Yes. Um, 
it's this week, by the way, because next week is Valentine's Day. We, the day after Valentine's Day, today's a bit of a love fest. So we're going to be talking about love and stuff. We're going to try and put love into everything we talk about, even the most odd <laughs> <laughs> topics. So here we go. What have you heard for the culture? We've got a bunch of stories here. We've got Tandy Newton, well, Tandy Tandue Newton's love for dark women. Is this love or is it nonsense? We've got the Janet Jackson documentary, Beyonce Dad. Beyonce Knowles' dad, Matthew, celebrating and showing love for Joe Jackson's parental skills. We've got love in the metaverse. Apparently, there's now love, love in the metaverse, metaverse, I should say, turning into sexual assault. How do we police the metaverse? And also, when Kanye West fell in love with Kim and now fallen out of Kim, fallen out of love with Kim, and now is causing trouble to Kim and making the audience, everyone else fall in love with Kim. I don't know what's going on. There's a lot of in love and out of love with Kim and Kanye <laughs> right now. And then we've got age verification on porn sites. For those who love porn, there's no age <laughs> verification. And The Rock has stopped showing love to Joe Rogan because of his N-word mentioning on Spotify. There's a lot of stuff we can get through. Guys, what do you want to talk about first? Can we start with Fendiwe's love of dark-skinned women? Okie dokie. Let's go. That's my new story. Fendiwe Newton, legendary actress from the UK, very much sealed her position in Hollywood as a big-name actress, well-known. Uh, she's got a film actually coming out soon called God's Country. She's a mixed-race woman who recently took to social media. Well, she didn't, that's a lie. She actually had an interview in a magazine and was asked about her career and her, her presence as a mixed race woman in the industry and discussing the impact of prejudice within the film industry. And she said, she talked about the stuff that she's experienced as a light-skinned woman in Hollywood. And she said that when she grew up in the UK, she was seen as very dark-skinned because she was maybe one of few. And so she had a culture shock when she got to America where she wasn't just, she wasn't seen as dark-skinned. She was not seen as just a black woman. She was now a light-skinned woman and had a lot of attack. She's in her words, I'm paraphrasing as well, from dark-skinned women who said that she's taking their men and taking their jobs and taking and basically filling up the space, taking up space is what they say. And so she tearfully, as she went through the interview, started to cry and get emotional. And she issued an apology. Some would say heartfelt, some would say other, we'll discuss. Heartfelt apology to dark-skinned women specifically for taking our men, for taking our jobs and for taking up space. Unfortunately, her tears and her words weren't met with empathy, sympathy or respect because people felt like, why now? This is not needed and it's very short-sighted. Guys, what did you think of Tandiwe's tearful outburst? Auntie Nana, because she laughed. It's just the way you went into like it was a eulogy or something. Okay, so the outburst. Watching the first part of it, I was like, this is super cringe. It almost felt like a parody of a really bad like scene. Like I, I was a bit baffled. What is this? Is this real? Is she really crying? Does she need help? Because it was just messy to me. Like I found it totally cringe, cringy. The second part was equally as cringy, but I guess offered a bit more context as to her talking about this latest role that she has and answering a question. So I pieced it together, but it was it, it was even worse, I felt, actually adding in that context because it oh, the, the cringiness for me was the same old trope that happens, like the blaming of dark-skinned women for this type of treatment. 
and not actually assessing the whole spectrum of what's going on that is all to do with racism. So her saying, I've suffered more racism from African-American women than anybody else. It, yeah, it's just really short-sighted. And I was disappointed in her because once she changed her name, this is all perception and based on nothing. I do not know her. But once she changed her name, I just felt like maybe there was some type of a growth that had taken place with her. So in this little excerpt that we saw, it was like, oh, flip's sake, like you're just, you're perpetuating the same things that we expect to some degree from light skin or mixed race women who it's not to say that they haven't suffered from some type of prejudice and been bullied in some way, but it's the heaping, it's taking colorism from the definition of what colorism is and then reversing it and being like, but I've been, I, wrongdoing has been done to me. And so I, I need to believe in myself and now I'm getting strong. Instead of really assessing how white supremacy works and how actually your proximity to whiteness will also affect the global spectrum of who gets jobs and that you are in a privileged position. It was just like, yeah, it was icky. It gave me the ick. Yeah, I wanted to feel more empathy for her. And I was struggling. I was just struggling. If I'm being honest, I was absolutely struggling. Because it reminded me, what, it reminded me of when white people apologise for being white. Mm-hmm. They're just like, oh, I'm so sorry I'm white. I'm so sorry that I was born this way and slavery happened and all this kind of stuff. And it's just as a dark-skinned woman, and I fit into We all, actually, minus Farah, obviously, fit into the category of who she's talking about. If we was actresses, she would directly talk into us. As a dark-skinned woman, what am I supposed to do with what she's saying how what do I do with that I just think it's just and I think that this is a kind of not a can a, a revelation of our current space in society where we are this whole kind of need to purge all your feelings and everything mm. in a moment and not holding back and not considering how that makes other people feel mm. it's the centering of yourself in these moments just because you've had an experience but I feel like there's a real selfishness to that when a issue doesn't just affect you and you only know it affects other people as well large groups of people and centering yourself I think is really selfish and a bit ignorant so it was very I struggled to be honest to find empathy I understand. And I know not everyone's going to agree with me at all because her experience is her experience. And I get that. But I was just like, what are we supposed to do with this? Then she's sorry. Her first words, I'm sorry for, for taking your men. What are you talking about? Your, man's not, your man's not black. Like, no. man, it was just such a, I don't know if that's a projection, a delusion. A, I don't know what that was. That was weird. And then it was like, sorry about the roles. That was weird. And it's just, there are things that you could do. There are things that other lighter skin actresses do. Do you know what I mean? To acknowledge their privilege, turn down roles, not cry on camera and then proceed to say, because I've done this and everyone's saying I gave a good performance and it was meant for me. No, that means you're doubling down. That's what that means. That means you're doubling down and saying, yes, I am the right person for the role. 
And it's just to then for how am I supposed to take anything that you're saying as as genuine? It's just no, I, I I can't accept that. And also is why are you putting me in a position where I have to accept your apology as well? I don't I don't even know. It's like because you're crying, I feel sorry for you. This is what happens with white women tears. They do something, they cry, and you're supposed to never feel sorry for them when actually they have made the problem. No, you're doing exactly the same thing. You're benefiting off white supremacy. That's what you are. Maybe you don't have the insight, knowledge, experience and all that stuff to know that's exactly what you're doing. So I'll, I'll give you that. I'll give you that little pinch that maybe you don't fully know what you're doing, but you need to wake up because if you're going to speak on something, know what the hell you're talking about. I've, I feel a real frustration that it's like every day we wake up as dark-skinned black women, there's always something else. Like, how the fuck did we get involved in this one? Now? Yes. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just like, huh? What, what, what's happened? And then also as well, my other thing is, and we talk about this a lot on the show, we're not here for this adults movement. Do you know what I mean? Like in the sense of the rivalry between, we're not here for rivalry for Brits. I say we, maybe I, <laughs> with Brits versus Americans. No, please. Just tone it all the way down. Fendi, or I don't yeah. know, how do you say her name probably? Fendiwe. yeah? <laughs> Turn it all the way down. Like, we don't, what are you, what racial tension are you stoking here? Just yeah. relax. Because also, as well, in what part of the UK do people see you as like? There's dark skin. Uh, what I, are you talking about? Like, the thing is, it's just because the way she was framing it was that black people in the UK see her as dark, and black people in the US see her as light. Yeah. That is just not true. If you're talking about white people seeing you as dark, that's something else. That's a different conversation. Yeah. But don't lump it. You're conflating. And it's wrong. She needs to... Nonsense. Um, inclusion nonsense. Do you know what? When I got the second the bit of context, I, I had a bit more empathy this one because when i first saw the video i actually thought there was something wrong and i was i went immediately like is she okay she's having a breakdown she's mm. now a, a, she's a, discovering her roots and maybe on her journey of discovering her roots she's having a existential crisis about being mixed race and light skin and it's all coming out in a crazy i don't mean that insultingly but i mean in a kind of a, a yeah, mass and she doesn't know how to handle it so i thought because again we're not in control of what the media does to us and so what the first thing that was released wasn't a contextual it was just the clip of her crying and saying sorry and i saw it, it was i think it was sky news and released the clip mm. first and it was like there was no context no one quite knew just the big headline tandy tandyway newton apologized to dark-skinned women and then it just sets everyone else on everyone else off on a path myself included whether you were cussing her out or felt sorry for her or worried for her without context, at least better context. Not saying that her context was even better, but it was better than what was released out there. And it just it made me, like I said, worry for her and worry if she's in a situation that things are gonna go spiraling to another another place. But similarly to what you guys have just said, when I got the context, I was like, okay, I get it. I get being possibly, I think she grew up in Cornwall and then came to London. So there might have been a time where, and especially maybe being mixed race in the family, maybe you're surrounded by white people and stuff like that. I'm not sure about her dynamics in the home, but lots of people who come from mixed race families can tend to be isolated in their blackness because they are the darkest than everybody else in their family. So that could no, be- mum's black. 
But no, her, her mum's darker than her. No, I know. I'm saying that being, being and a, that would I, be white people seeing her as the dark. No, exactly. I'm not saying that. I'm, okay. I'm yeah. So that's what I'm saying. That though her mother might be have been her mum is dark skin. That environment when you're kids and you could be the only kid in that space being black, and then you are made to feel like as dark as myself, for example. So that that experience is real. I can understand that. Yeah. But then expand on that explain that don't just as everyone says generalize and make it out to be like this is this thing where everybody saw me as dark skin because as long as tandy tandy has been around i've never ever she's always been the mixed race actress she's always been a light-skinned actress no one as mixed race people can straddle two camps yes they usually get put into the black box but then they're also sectioned into the light there's shadism within our community so then she would have been placed in the light-skinned space i don't know i did feel sorry for her when i got more context not sorry, I felt empathetic, a bit more empathetic. And I thought we often, as dark-skinned women and with an Antifara being like the skin than us, we do have this conversation and explore how it's difficult for light-skinned people to even have a conversation about their experiences without being vilified and shut down because of their privilege. So but I felt like... That got... conversation without pointing the trigger at dark-skinned women. Like, that's the thing. So when people do that, that's what that's what's annoying and there's yeah. the other thing as well sorry I know I am jumping it's yeah. just like <laughs> I just don't think that I think that sometimes when you have a certain energy people might just not like you because of your energy not because you're light do you know what I mean like it, it's, it has and also as well, if you're benefiting from those privileges and ignorant to it and carrying yourself a certain way and you don't, do you know what I mean? People can just react over that. It's not just because, oh, I'm so pretty and everyone, I'm so talented. So it's not my fault. It is literally Gretchen's apology in Mean Girls. It's literally, it's not my fault that I'm so popular. Everyone hates me. So it's not my fault. What the fuck? Are you all right? <laughs> like, seriously. Very, I don't know. Silly lady. <laughs> That's what I think. No, I didn't finish your point. Oh, I didn't kind of said it. I was getting there, but you kind of said it. So oh, sorry. Okay. What I wanted to go back to was the lie that she espouted to the in in the UK. I'm seen as dark skin. Mm. That's just that's a flat out lie. You have a black mother, mm-hmm. so you would know. Just looking at her, you're not the same as her. This. You would know as soon as you came into London, you would know in casting spaces, you would know that you're not dark skin. And then it's a whole shock when I got to the US and they're seeing me as light skin and I'm no longer dark skin. It's that's a full on lie. You clearly were you. So you knew now in context that your mum was dark because your whole thing is you're the color of my mama. That's why I thought it was a parody. That's so maybe it's an old taping or something or some play that is out there. I was really like, this can't be real. But that's a lie. And I think a lot of British people try and when they are in American spaces, go on like racism over here is quite like it, it runs in a different way. Like it's very mm. hot and dry and it's so different to America. And it's no, it isn't. That's a whole off lie that you'd be considered light skin or mixed race. You know this. So don't try and be like, oh, I didn't know my colouring. Yeah, you did. It just got you into spaces to be more black. And you use that. And loads of people do. Yeah. There's times when people tan and they want to be more of a medium brownie type of colourist. Just be honest with it. And maybe this is factual. People just didn't like you because there's airs and graces that come along with privilege that some folks are just like, I'm not tolerating it. 
If you've been treated and moddy coddled and really put on a pedestal, it doesn't matter where you are, but you're not picking up on it when white people do it to you, but you want to pick up on it when dark-skinned people do it to you because you feel that they are inferior to you and they should put you on a pedestal. And when that doesn't happen, I was being bullied. And it's actually too many circumstances when you start delving a little bit deeper into the person's personality, you're like, you was a candidate where people just don't like you. And you probably have as many stories from white women doing exactly the same thing, but you're expecting it from them because you do view yourself as lesser than them. So they can be a bitch. But when a dark-skinned person is being a bitch to you, you want to be like, I was bullied and I've always been bullied. I've been bullied all my life. We can all have stories of being bullied. And sometimes it has nothing to do with our skin colour. And it's just the facts of life. Afia Hirsch, another mixed-race lady who's popular in the UK, um, she does presenting and she's an author and she's actually about to get into film as well. She issued a note, she didn't directly address uh, Tandiwe, but she it came pretty much on the back of the video going viral. And she said, dear mixed race people, one, learn about white supremacy and how you benefit from it through your proximity to whiteness. Two, work out how you will contribute to the struggle for black liberation. You don't have to do any of these things, but if not, don't speak about them. Thank <laughs> you. So I think what Tandiwe didn't do was pause and think and reflect before she spoke. She got caught up in the moment. I don't know where the tears came from. I don't know if this is something that she's been struggling to deal with and conversate with, as Afia said, and probably many other people said, you can, there's, there's places you can go, there's conversations you can have, there's groups you can find, you're in a, I don't know her circles, I don't know if her friendship circle is very white, I don't know if she feels isolated, I don't know what's going on, but there's places to get this information and have these conversations, and there's loads of conversations online, how many times has this conversation come up and go back and forth, it's been going on for time and time, so this is, it's not necessarily an excuse, but she was, I, don't, I, don't, I just don't know why it went that way in that conversation. We're but, tired, yeah. man. And I think also as well, I I am just, I'm, I think I'm just probably the, just very sceptical because I think it's just a very manipulating tactic. If I want some, someone to sympathise with me, then cry. It's just, it was almost on cue. It just felt like acting, unfortunately. Yeah. It did look like an audition piece, because that's the thing. It was, it's unfortunate because it did look like an audition piece as well. It was just very random. And to be honest, I actually hope she gets the, something out of it. And it, people have been hard. And it is, everyone's tired. People are tired. People are tired. Not, not, because why are you attacking us? But my, this is the thing. Yeah, I was going to say that now, like, the conversation's not even being had. I've actually been quite joyful. I think I said it last week that there's a lot of shows with a lot of dark-skinned women in... And I'm not even saying that I want... I've never wanted it just to be all dark-skinned, all dark-skinned women in shows and stuff like that. I just want a level playing field where if you're going to have a mix of women, let all shades be present. And if you're going to have a mix of women and have black women in a show, not have the dark skin ones as the hood ghetto friend, not there's anything wrong with being the hood ghetto friend, but only forever yeah. in that yeah. category without ever being maybe the one that's desired or the one that's doing something different or stop boxing us into these negative stereotypes that no, these stereotypes have become negative, which they're not, but because we're, you only see people in a certain category all the time they become negative so that's all it is is level the playing field and let everyone enjoy each other and the truth shining colors that we are the without being hierarchy the facts are that and and they do this in advertising and shows and tv and film as well like most men no most black men are with black women and they're more dark-skinned people in the world period you know what i mean it doesn't matter what 
country you're in, whatever kind of thing. When it comes to black people, there's more dark-skinned people and it's just not represented in these TVs. And she benefits from that. She does benefit from that. That's a, a very simple fact. And it's just like then to turn around and say, dark-skinned African-American women don't like me. Oh, come on, man. Have you guys seen Half of a Yellow Time by Jim, the, the film by B. Bandele? It was B. Bandele who directed oh, it. Oh, I did. Adapted yeah. to and goes the Indiche's book. Yeah. yeah. And they played a character that in the book was fair but not as fair. Yeah. As, yeah. As controversy around that. We've had actresses like Zoe Saldana playing yeah. Nina Simone. Yeah. So the comment, there's no way you can be oblivious to the conversations that have happened in Hollywood, especially lighter skinned actresses taking roles that or accepting roles where possibly they could have stepped aside. And that's all it that's all it is. And it's not saying you lose your livelihood and you don't work again and you're forever bowing down because we don't want to be victimized. And also we just everyone's level playing field talent let the talent shine through let it not be because you're light-skinned and don't sit in your privilege until one day it doesn't serve you and then you project it onto other groups or other people misdirect you or upset but I let's think overall she was it was she was being defensive because yeah. she's already come under fire for this so you're trying to justify why you are the person for this role when again lots of people were saying that the role should have gone to a dark-skinned actress mm-hmm. maybe the fact that you have to be defensive about it, people were right. It should have gone to a dark-skinned actress. It's actually... that, And those are the things where I don't have any sympathy for her because I mm-hmm. am like, you're lashing out, you're feeling shit, and then you want to put this whole, oh, poor you, little dark-skinned people. Like, I'm so sorry. It was extremely condescending mm-hmm. with tears and exactly what Auntie Shade said. We didn't ask for this. You just wake up and want to get through your day. You don't again want to have somebody being like, oh my God, the downtrodden dark skinned people again. And oh, I didn't mean to do it to you. Like it's it's not that. And like I said, you were at a time, we're in a relationship time where at the moment, it's not, and it's not everywhere, it's not healed, it's not fixed, but there are a lot of dark skinned women working, <laughs> if you're talking about in the arts on screen specifically. And it's not that everything's okay, but we're okay for now. The conversation wasn't even happening for this moment. And maybe when it resurfaces, we can have another conversation. At the moment, let's not stoke the fires. We're all right at the moment. Has she issued anything to say, to to show how that she's learning or what dark-skinned charity she's donating to? I looked the day after and there didn't seem to be anything happening on her socials. When people removed themselves for a little bit, it was like everything had frozen. But yeah, she hadn't done the, I'm sorry if I offended anybody with that video that went around. She hadn't done one of those yet. I, I can't trust it. I really can't. Like, <laughs> she knows. The thing is, this, let's not, let like, she knows in the UK she's not dark-skinned, mate. Like, no. you know this. Don't be silly. I met Fandy back in 2006. Yeah, she knows we're not the same colour. Come on, <laughs> stop being silly. Let's get some comments. Hello to everybody that is watching with us. Hi. Um, there's so many folks in here. So I'm going to go from T. Smith says, I think her tears were merely one of her performances. She benefited from her colour for so many years. And she gives a round of applause to Auntie Sade. And also says she comes across as patronising. And... SOS, I think that's Sylv, says, enjoying the show. I think Fendi wasn't clear. Yes, second clip provided more context. And Natalie says, oh, my God, Auntie Nana, you are spot on. And goes on to say she needs a red table talk. And then Nicola says, more like Ayanla fixed my life. SOS Sylv says, bravo to Afia's 
reaction. Sorry, I'm behind ladies. Sky wasn't the right platform. And hand me my polish. I love that handle. Says on IG Live, just like Kanye, she don't have aunties like you all to call first before putting all on the net. Cause like, why? She, she could have DM'd one of us like about it. She could have helped. She could right. anyone. Maybe she I, would like to come on and chat with us. Maybe I'm always offering up space. Like, let's. let's <laughs> No, I would talk to her. I, I, I would talk we all, to her. We all would. We all would. At the end of the day, we all would. Real mate, because what are you talking about, babe? I'd be like, really? What would you? What are you on about? <laughs> She'd cry again. Um, okay, what else we got? We got Janet Jackson. We've got Love in the Metaverse, which is not actually meta Love in the Metaverse. It's not. It's packs in the Metaverse. Yeah, Kanye West and Kim, which you know that pisses me off age verification on porn sites and the rock spotify let's and joe rogan hmm? let's get let's catch up with kanye and kim <laughs> come on we've been avoiding this for weeks and whose story is kanye who put story who put kanye in the mix let's guess let's guess who put kanye in the mix <laughs> i mean <laughs> okay it was me okay so my questions you said everything had to involve love and I think I did the best that I could with the parameters that you set forth. So, <laughs> are, when Kanye fell in love with Kim, he didn't mm-hmm. care what the black community had to say. And now he's fallen out of love with Kim. He's weaponizing black rage. These are my opinions. He's weaponizing black rage and our love for him against King Kardashian. Do you agree? Have you fallen out of love with Kanye West and fallen in love with Kim, I where have, do you stand on this? I would like to go first and saying I have fallen out of love with um, Kanye West a long time ago. It's not a question of love. I was a fan of his music. I don't get really, I don't get too gassed into the personality of people because I, I very much learned quite quickly that celebrities let you down when you follow them too closely, no matter what. So I've separated myself from being a super personality fan of Kanye, but yeah, his music, once he got with Kim, I think it was that. And I was a bit like a black man pushing an exotic woman as the pinnacle of beauty over black women. And yeah, it made me look at him sideways for that, what it's worth. No, I don't love Kanye. Fell out of love with him. He is a musical genius. Yes, sure. Seen him in concert many times or whatever. And yes, he is weaponizing because now he's trying to get us to, now he's trying to disc Kim about her. Like he's basically implying she's a culture vulture. And when he was endorsing her culture vulture-ness, he was defending her. Literally, I'm going to leave you gold diggery black women for a white, wonderful, beautiful woman. And you push this woman to the forefront. You enhanced her in her exotic looks and celebrated them, influenced a whole nation and generation of people for the type of women, beauty standard ideals. And now you're trying to turn that on, your, on its back and say, now look, she's a culture vulture. That's disgusting. And don't make me start falling in love with Kim Kardashian because you're disgusting ways, Kanye. I just think it's nonsense what he's doing. I, the fact is we don't know the ins and outs of their relationship, so I don't know who's at fault when it comes down to nitty-gritty. He's doing some reckless things, it seems, on paper. Being, I don't know what's going on between them. I, I don't know what's true and what's not. If Kim's keeping the kids away from him, why is she keeping the kids away from him? If he's doing the most, why is he doing the most? Is his mental health stable? Is There's all these things that we actually don't know as voyeurs into this madness. What they need to do is take their shit off social media, keep it behind closed doors because there's kids involved at this point. We don't need to know this shit. We don't need to see people's texts. We don't need to see your DMs from each other. Both of them need to stop doing that. Stop this argument in public and just sort yourselves out because there's kids involved. That's all I have to say. 
fucking nonsense. Auntie Shade. Kanye's the king of like problematic black men with platforms, isn't he? He's like he's a reigning champion for that. And I think it's only you, Auntie Nana and Auntie Farah, who were in love with him in the first place. Like, like definitely I there's no love loss at all. Like I, I don't like Kanye in that way. I think he's been problematic for a minute and a half. Like seriously. I think that Kanye has been Kanye cares about himself that's what it is he cares about himself and I was really thinking I was just like oh my god he just he already just released an album is another album coming and then I realized it's the documentary so he's got a documentary with Netflix he probably wants to it to be the most streamed documentary in the history of the world so he is kicking up as much drama remember that Kardashians have stopped they're not showing anymore they're not filming anymore so it's just what else can he do what other platform can he use to make sure that people watch his documentary and keep attention on him now saying that i do say this also with the man has a condition we all know that he ha- he is bipolar and that makes it even more problematic in terms of like how you actually respond and deal with this and how you actually process this because how much of this is part of his condition and how much of this is just an asshole personality and it's just can you even and I'm sorry if I'm not speaking in a way that's sensitive to it because I really am confused is like can you differentiate the two is it possible to because I would have thought that there are people with this condition who are not acting like this and also Kanye's got a history of treating women badly when he's finished with them look what he done to Amber Rose he just he tried to destroy that woman like whether you like her or not or like what she stands for like he tried to destroy her and it's out of order and now you're doing exactly the same thing to Kim why because she doesn't want to be with you because you're unpredictable it doesn't necessarily make me like Kim anymore I'm more like, oh, this is not to, I'm not reveling in the demise, but it is entertaining. It is like a TV show, but played out on social media because he really is dragging the family. He was posting texts of Kim's cousins asking for (laughs) Yeezys, which is one of the most messiest things. And I know Kim is pissed. Pissed. She is pissed, mate. And he's he's posted it. See, they support me in the dark. They're not they're supposed to go and um say something on the platforms, but they're supporting in my dark in the dark. No, babe, they want Yeezys. Or Kim is asking them to message you to pretend that they're supporting you so you calm down a bit. So he's throwing every toy out of the pram at the moment. And it's yeah, I just think I can't by his, oh, oh, I'm a black man and I'm a black dad and these white women are now blocking me from seeing my black children. (laughs) Really, Kanye? No, this is not because you're black. It's because you're you're acting in a, a way that is problematic to the people around you. That's what this is. I'm, I find it so disappointing as somebody that, like, I, I like Kanye. I would, don't know about love, but I definitely like him. Generally liked what he stood for and his past activities. But this one is like, I'm really disgusted with what he's doing because the the plight of fatherhood is not easy for so many men. And to actually jump on this, like I'm being like disrespected and held back from my kids. But then in another 
fashion, you're running around with a woman and you're claiming that you want your wife back, but then you're running around with Julia Fox all over the place. She has a one-year-old child. That to me is like extremely irresponsible from both of them. That this, But as he's going on about his fatherhood stuff, what about her baby father who's there complaining about how she's not really been around since she got with Kanye? And this was before her child even turned one. So it's like, all, all of this to me is just hugely disappointing in Kanye. And him really like trying to get black Twitter and black people to just rally around and go at Kim. No, it's disgusting. It's not okay. I get his whole thing with TikTok, if that's even real. If you really are like, I don't want North on, on TikTok. I think that's a discussion, but that's not for anybody in the public to be involved in. That's for you and your wife, because she isn't an ex-wife yet, to actually be discussing how you're going to do this. And then you reach a compromise. If she is the one that's there and she's explaining, I'm always there or another adult is there and she isn't doing this by herself. You got to, sometimes you've got to pick your battles and you take it, but you don't take it to the internet so that everybody else is jumping on her, like being like, you're an irresponsible mother and all of this stuff. Yeah. I think it's like a woman that, what he's doing. A woman that he met on, like, not online, but you get me, she lives her life in socials. And though he's always, well, from what we've seen, he has, he's been reluctant to be involved in the Kardashian circus. You still married a woman like that. So it can't be surprising mm-hmm. that your children are going to be, as soon as able, are going to be on social media. It doesn't make Precisely. any sense. So this this kind of outrage, I'm very, I did not know Julia Fox had a one-year-old child because again, I pay yeah. no attention to these people. I saw the ridiculous photo shoot with the Madonna and it, we knew it was, they didn't give any context. We knew it was some sort of PR stunt. That picture yeah. was weird. And so I just, but I did not know Julia Fox had just had a baby and I don't want to restrict new mothers to conforming to ideals of what a mother should and shouldn't do. But in this instance, running around with a man that's calling out, being, he's calling out his children's mother. You've got a baby at home. Your baby father's calling you out for not being present. It's messy. It's trash. It's nonsense. Everybody. Needs to I, I think maybe I'm just in a judgmental mood today, but I do think as a new mother, your hormones haven't even settled yet. It's a year, and you're running around, jumping, hopping on planes with Kanye West, who's in the middle of a messy divorce, and is promoting a documentary and another album, like, th- that doesn't seem like the place no, that's where the behavior doesn't make should be. Like, you should, you should be rearing your child, really. I don't think that's right. too judgmental to say. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know about that. I think she can do what the hell she wants as long as the child is safe and happy and loved and looked after. For, um, looked after. I just don't think that what Kanye's doing in particular is like very healthy for his children that is as far as i know julia is not saying anything she's not posting anything she's just with him and that's her choice but kanye is actively screenshotting he's actively calling out his his ex not ex-wife yet he actively blocked kim from being able to declare that she is legally single he blocked that that's petty behavior if the relationship's over let it be done she wants out you're not letting her out and that is that's very it it goes like possessive it goes into the realm of i am rich famous and powerful so i can have all i have the money to be able to fight these things and kim obviously she has a 
own issues and stuff and everything like that. But I just think no one wants this for their children. When she, when Kim is on, or North is on TikTok, it's Kim and North. Do you know what I mean? North mm. doesn't have her own account. She's with Kim. They put measures in place to make sure that her child is, or their child is safe. He doesn't agree with it. <sighs> He doesn't agree with it. But at the same time, it's easy for the average person to say, no, you shouldn't be on thingy, but we don't live the world. Like, it's just a different, a completely different reality. Like, what North and her siblings are exposed to from young ages is way beyond our wildest frigging dreams. I'm not saying it's essential, but I get it. And also as well, they're the Kardashians in particular, the way they make money is by selling their lifestyle. And yeah. that if you look at, obviously the others were older, but if you look at Kylie and Kendall, they started when they are young. That's how they make money. So again, it would be difficult. I just think Kim thought she was going to get an easy ride. I don't know. I think she misjudged, to be honest. I, that's what I wanted to know. I wanted to know when... I'd love to know when the when it shifted, when she was like, oh, when she or when he was like, oh, no, this is going to go left. Because it seems to be this um, discord doesn't, they've not, it's not that they showed it. And there were obviously issues in the headlines, but they were usually around him having an episode and Kim finding it hard to deal with. But hmm. nastiness and this kind of now warring, wanting to be divorcee people, divorced people, I didn't necessarily see that coming i think the little attention mm. I pay to this, the little attention i pay to these guys and that's maybe because i paid so little attention to them ins and outs of them i mm. literally thought that they would split amicably maybe some tension like usual divorce tension but I, I didn't see it turning into this i really genuinely didn't because I, I think it's from when so you see when they first announced they were splitting up and then they went to the met gala together and then kim was at his show with mm. the kids as well. And that was all in the space of uh, divorcing. I think it's from when yeah. Kim decided I'm not going to go along with this. his plans. Yeah. So when she's actually, me being in his world is not enabling us to get a divorce. I think that's when it got sour. She was literally just playing along, trying to be amicable in getting a divorce. And then when it's actually, you know what, if I do this, we're never going to get a divorce. We're not going to, I'm just playing his game. That's yeah. when he ramped up the manipulativeness, like and coming to the public with this is what Kim's doing to me. I think that's when he took it up a notch. I can't say it's a two-way street. I feel she's responded to him, but he's always been the aggressor. He's mm. attacked her and then she's responded. Maybe we could say, oh, don't respond, but I'd find it bloody hard if I was in her position. No, yeah. she would not say anything. She's done well not to, she's done well not to respond for so long. You know yeah. what I mean? Breaking like, the, he's breaking the bubble because obviously the part that you like you said on Charlie that's entertaining is exposing the Kardashians that present even though they present their flaws are controlled mm. so to see the real shit behind that's probably what I'd tune into if I really wanted to engage is to see because I don't like the dominance that they've had on the culture for obvious reasons however so exposing that like the reality not the fake reality that they present to us that's entertaining, but it's also not nice because there are children involved and they're human beings, like whatever the case, I don't hate them as humans. Yeah. But that side of things, yeah, you're exposing it, but it's true. We don't need to be talking all this shit. I didn't get it, didn't believe in it. Maybe that was that's why it was also easier for me not to connect to their presence as a couple. I didn't believe in Kim and Kanye. Um, I, I, think, 
That's but, what, I think they made sense. There's not many people who can, who she can date or be with, like that could be like, I, of actually, course. But I just did thing, a good match. But I think that also as well, it's just like Kanye just likes things his way. Like he, yeah. where did he live? Wyoming. Do you know what I mean? What the fuck? Seriously, you married me and then you moved to Miami. <laughs> it's just wild. Kim is watching the Kardashians over the years. As much as she's media or whatever kind of thing, she's a family girl. Do you know what I mean? They all are. And it's just, that's, I think, his outlandish ways. And also, like, the way he's trying to dominate. It's, it, it's like he's trying to dominate the relationship. And Kim... Although she presents as, oh, maybe I'm a little bit airheady. She's not really. You can't command, do you know what I mean, that amount of wealth and that amount of attention for this amount of time and be a donor. Like, it's just not, that's just not possible. So it, I, I think he just wants, I don't, I, I don't know what he wants, but all I know is that when he, when he leaves a relationship, he attempts to destroy the woman. That's basically what he's done in his past oh, relationships. So I think yeah, the first the first, when he was first famous, his woman was black. Yeah, but there was yeah. another chick that he was seeing before this Julia girl, oh, yeah, the young, seconds, young black eighteen girl. girls, eighteen year old or something. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Oh do you know gosh. what I mean? Like, where was she? Like, and you and the thing is, it's like people are saying, "Oh, Kim, take him back." When he's got a living girlfriend at the time, and now he's got another one. It, it's just. Just, and also as well, like how much of this is, it does seem, unfortunately, I, I, I don't know, but it does seem like rebound Kanye and even maybe in Kim's relationship with Pete, like it's a, it's a lot. It's, it's, it's just a lot. Let's get the comments. Okay, just one comment that I've seen from Natalie says, Kanye said he didn't want North on TikTok, but why screenshot her TikTok photo and post it with his lot to his large following? So he's doing the same thing, yeah. It's that weird, mad social media parenting where you're trying to shame the child or shame the situation by putting it out. So now millions of people have a picture of your child. That's only going to up her numbers and all that type of stuff. It's, I've had enough. What else have we got in the news or the culture? Janet Jackson documentary, Love in the Metaverse. I've got to stop saying Love in the Metaverse because it's not. Love in everything. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's the juxtaposition that I was going for because yeah. there is love there. And then there's also sexual assault. Yeah. So love in the metaverse tur turning into sexual assault. Let's deal with it because it's, it's something that's coming. And of course, creepy men, because I haven't reported any women. Sorry, it's your story. But I'm just saying creepy. Yeah, go on, it's your sto story. No, no, it's cool, it's cool. That was literally it. It's, I, I was just, and I don't know, mate, but you guys can tell me if I'm being ignorant, but... Because it said the full article is like the woman is reporting that she was sexually attacked and raped in the metaverse. I was like, how does that happen? So I can understand harassment. I can. But how can you be like you was raped in the metaverse? Like, how do you get raped virtually? That's what that's all I was like. How does that happen? What takes place? So, so your avatar, no? They will yeah. grab your. They will like you've got a character, and they can hold on to your character and do a, a, a sexual gesture, and but this was like multiple 
men or male characters let's say that kind of thing doing these sexual gestures against her avatar or her character the problem is and what i saw it is it it was it like because you can disconnect so maybe she was in a state of shock though because you wouldn't really expect that to happen and i think you have headsets so you can hear what people are saying as well there is a person attached to everybody's avatars yeah like it was it was a virtual rape really because it's against her will she didn't want it and they were just being really gross like it's just and it's sexual and they're sexualizing it's just what why according to the bbc situate the, the well, how they reported it was that bloomberg uh, technology columnist palmy olsen um, spoke to BBC about her ex- creepy experiences, and she said one woman likened one woman likened her own traumatic experience to sexual abuse, so likened it rather than it actually being. It says something like, "I did have some moments when it was awkward for me as a woman." Miss Olsen said of her interactions in virtual reality. She was visiting Meta's Horizon World, which is the world on Metaverse, for anyone over eighteen can create an avatar and hang out. And she said that in her experience, she was the only woman in the only female avatar. And these men came around her and started staring at her and taking pictures of her and giving her the pictures. And then a guy kind of zoomed up to her and said something. And she said that, as you said, like the sensory feeling in virtual reality, if someone's close to you because you have got the headsets on, it's like they're talking actually into your ear. So that said, she said that shocked her. Another lady said within minutes of chatting, a guy came up and started chatting to them, her and whoever else she was in there and saying, following them around and saying inappropriate things and they had to block him. So other women have since described similar experiences. Olsen says she wouldn't describe it as harassment. It was creepy and awkward. Nina Jane Patel, who spoke to the Daily Mail, says she was abused. And again, they're saying likening. She described how a group of men, male avatars, groped her and subjected her to a stream of sexual innuendo, photographed her and sent a message reading, don't pretend you didn't love it. First of all, men, can you not? Like in the fucking fake world, you still can't control yourself and what is wrong with you and we like to we, we try and say not all men and lots of men are involved but everywhere you go you do this don't you don't pretend you don't love it that's such a dry tired line you should be so evolved past that line that one fucking line that never changes also, but anyway so, so the, it's the writers who are saying like right yeah. it's not necessarily yeah. a direct quote from the person right. do you know what i mean so it's well, that point, I interpretation as i well. guess I'm guess what they everyone's trying to do is be mindful of accusation yeah. and actually say yeah. it's yeah. sexual assault because they haven't figured it out and that's the problem. It's like how do you then figure out virtual behaviour and they're introducing there's more technology being introduced so you can touch and feel. So when that gets introduced, there's apparently a glove that like you can feel each other's hands and stuff like yeah. that. When that yeah. gets introduced, what the fuck would happen then? And they and I think in the metaverse they don't no one has legs so they cut off the lower half of the body so it's like floating torsos how to avoid that kind of lower action because that's where i, I don't even understand I, I get the logic but it's still illogical because it doesn't i don't know but yeah what's that, what's that film or still see a uh, steven spielberg film that this what, is um, i not i won't. i'm talking about no where they go into the virtual worlds it's basically that isn't it yeah we talked about this before, but yeah, I can't think of a Steven Spielberg. Maybe it's not Steven. Yeah, I mean, film. Police it. They have to. But we're moving. Yeah, I'm just like, like yeah, I was a bit baffled. Works is that we're moving faster than we humans are ready for. So everything's going to be figured out on the go, and people are going to be hurt. About the dick pics, that they're no. actually going to start um, issuing sentences out for people sending unsolicited dick pics. 
So you could oh. get up to two years. Yeah. Oh, good. So that 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 should be coming into force. I think by next year that's going to yeah. be. Open. Oh, so good. I was wondering if maybe it, it would merge in that way, if you do something inappropriate in the metaverse in a similar type of way, then maybe they would criminalise it as well. Because again, dick pics shouldn't, that, that should be a criminal, you should be punished for sending somebody a dick pic. Like in the same way, you can't just flash your dick in real life at somebody yeah. as well. Like then you're a flasher, it's a, it's a crime. So I totally understand where dick pics are a crime as well it was yeah. more how do you physically attack somebody it was definitely reported this morning more as a physical attack in the metaverse and it's like mm. how, well, how do you work that way around i yeah. think you have to so she's in this cmbstv or something she's saying this is patel i fumbled the controllers to try to use the safety features i.e block and report but as i was asking them to stop and go away i realized i need i needed to end this as their verbal harassment and sexual innuendos were getting increasingly aggressive so yeah i can imagine it's just you would have but you just don't you don't think that you're going to necessarily experience that you shouldn't have to experience that no. it's just even it is like getting a dick pic isn't it you're just minding your business it's like oh, what the fuck is this that i'm not surprised that though it's just the because but that's so terrible though that you're not we haven't fixed we haven't fixed that problem with men that think that you can just say anything and just take liberties it's like why does it automatically have to go there why did why mind your own business in a virtual space why do you have to go to sex? Why? Mm. There's so much other things to explore. Then you just default to nonsense, sexual nonsense. Like, why? Are you mad? I guess they're desensitized or something, or just like. But even like, why do you have to? It's just, it's very, it's just said, or the human psyche. Why do you feel that now you, this is okay? Why? It's mad. It's mad. Have we got any comments on this? Yes. Yeah, so Natalie says it's creepy that these men thought virtual sexual abuse is okay makes you think what else they think is okay in the real world. And Candy says it's depressing that even in a virtual world, you're not safe from sexual harassment. Yeah. All right. Okay, we must move on. But is there anything else left on what have you heard for the culture that you want to talk about before we move on? Oh, let's talk Janet Jackson, right? Okay. Did you watch it? Did you watch the Janet Jackson documentary that aired on Now TV and Sky documentaries detailing the superstar's life? I loved it. How did you guys feel about it? I haven't seen it. Oh. Nan Nan. We did. Well, you two can talk about it. It's cool. I've seen clips and everyone's been talking about it. Share it with the people. I did get a bit like by episode three, I was just like, mm, I know this bit. But I think it could have been shorter. But I did like it. And though I was probably mainly a Michael fan, I did Jenna Jackson and I did like her a lot. And it just made me relive that a little bit, like kind of thing. It was just fun. But I think I was more Michael. Yeah. I was reminded how much of a super fan I was of Janet Jackson. And it, I was quite emotional because I think I haven't, it's been a long time being immersed in Jackson fanhood for, of either or of any of them. And so I haven't watched a documentary about the Jacksons for a time. I haven't really listen to a lot of them want a song might pop up but to be immersed as we were maybe in the 80s 90s and their time of rain on the pop charts i haven't really paid any attention to the jacksons so revisiting that was wonderful and really like janet jackson was a real icon to me when i was younger she really 
when talking about back in the day when you used to listen to an album from beginning to end, Rhythm Nation definitely and her first and the Control album definitely listened to them on repeat and was very influenced by her. So that I think I really enjoyed it for that because it was like a refresher course. And there was stuff that I hadn't I didn't really know about her and I was reminded about what I felt was lacking. I felt because maybe she's been private over the years. I felt like it was Janet Jackson's story about her family and brothers rather than really enough about her and really seeing insight into her personality and stuff. Though you got a bit of her, I just, I felt like it wasn't about her enough. And I maybe it's, yeah, yeah. yeah, maybe I wanted more about her best friend, what she ate for breakfast, you yeah. know, like, more of a day-to-day, what she does on a daytime and, and, and on a daily routine. So it was very much telling the Jackson story from Janet Jackson's perspective. And that was it. So I, I still don't feel like I know her, but I still, I, mean, I really, it made me re-respect the legacy that woman has and doubled down on my dislike of Justin Timberfake. Oh, culture. Um, I did think though, with her personality, so this whole kind of, and I'm not saying you can't be both, but it's just like, it was still trying to push this narrative. Oh, she's so shy. She's so shy because she gets embarrassed by things. No, Janet, no. You're a big ass woman. Yeah, you talk about nasty stuff. Yeah, <laughs> like just relax. <laughs> like it was just like, come on, man. Are we still pushing this? But I thought she was good, and I didn't like. I actually didn't like the way they were underlyingly suggesting that if Michael didn't catch those cases, that she would have been bigger than Michael. I'm just like, no, <laughs> like, no, because Michael would have just been bigger. Oh, I, I didn't, I didn't get, I got, I got more that she just would have been bigger, period. Maybe not bigger than Michael, but just bigger. No, but that was what she was aiming for, really. It was just, they were going around their houses about saying it. Between them. Yeah, yeah. But that what was interesting, all the, and also as well, like, I would have liked them to talk more about her battle with her weight as yeah. well, kind of thing, because they just brushed over it. So, like, apparently, sorry, spoilers, but, like, even Michael used to call her names and stuff and everything, like, Piggy and Cow or something like that. And she was like, oh, he didn't mean it in a bad way. He was just saying it, but those things that she internalized those things and stuff and I thought that was like a really vulnerable moment I thought like a lot of people can relate to especially like when you have like loads of brothers and sisters and stuff like that and, but it's just interesting I think they'll they will always also the older sister um yeah, yeah I I want to know more about her I like her perspective also I didn't know that Janet was managed by her brother now Eva as well like, that was interesting I wanted to see more of the kid and her decision, how she came to her decision to have her child, how she had a child <laughs> at 50. Yeah. Um, I wanted it to see that. Her. What was interesting as well, sorry, is Jermaine, <laughs> Jermaine Jabri. That was, he fumbled the back. Jermaine Dupri, it's like, and the thing is, I wanted fairy tale ending. I want them to get back together because I yeah. feel like, really? Yeah. No, yeah. If you if you watch the documentary, yeah. they loved a, each other. They, actually, they were actually in a groove, and he did typical man shit. Yeah, typical man shit, and is probably doing it again, living with typical man regret. And yeah. I don't know if he's like nah, bruv, or he's yeah. And I don't know where it is, but it's you actually they fit. They made sense. They didn't make sense visually, possibly. Like everyone's That's like, what what I'm saying, like visually, actually, I am like. No, but actually, in when you see how they spoke about and the fact that she even yeah. let him on the documentary, not when you're ex on a documentary, if you can't stand them, she yeah. actually sang his praises, let him speak, and he 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 basically is mad. It was just not 
personal enough. And I actually, you're right, Anshale, there's, there's a glossing over of stuff that I remember in the headlines because I remember there was a lot about her weight fluctuation. Yeah. There was a lot about that contribute to her career. And I actually thought she had other things that, like some albums weren't as successful. So I was actually shocked to know that every album hit top top five status. I thought I remembered that there was problems with sales on certain albums. So then it mm. didn't. But the fact that she's consecutively and she's still got what there's a record that she's still holding. I think uh, biggest, um, biggest first cool. time concert performer. Yeah. Or something. Mm-hmm. She still holds that record. Mm-hmm. So she was, she actually did beyond what I actually thought she did. I guess she's always private, but I don't. It didn't need to be intrusive. But I just didn't get Janet. I got Janet telling a story of the Jackson story. This is what I'm saying, and like sticking to the, their narrative. Yeah. I wanted her to talk about plastic surgery. I wanted to talk about. I wanted her to talk about like why did they, you know, why did her and Michael both get their noses done? What mm-hmm. the hell was that about? I want to know that story. I just thought there was just so much left out as well yeah. there was another i wanted more from mariah like mariah Carey just said one bit i wanted to know more what what mariah was saying because she was her thing was like janet was the girl almost like the girl that she wanted to be because she could just almost do what she wants and i didn't realize as well that that second album that's when she fired her dad so from the second album that's janet that's yeah. Freaking amazing. I don't know if she, uh, how much she wrote though, or how much she, what you call it, like played instruments and stuff and everything like that. So it was nice seeing, and also they had a clip of her and Michael working on Scream. That yeah. was just beautiful. Yeah. That was amazing. Yeah. So basically, her husband, fiance, long time fiance, Rene, which mm-hmm. I forgot, I totally forgot about him. And no, I she actually, married him. That was her husband. She did, she did marry him. And yeah. I forgot. I forgot how long they were together. I forgot mm. how influential. I forgot he was the hands over the Janet album. I forgot so much. So that was a nice memory. But he'd basically been filming her from the time they've got together. So there's yeah. some unseen footage. And there's probably more. Because you yeah. know, like that time when they were recording Scream in the recording studio. Yeah. And the room was dark. I wanted to know, did Michael ask for the room to be dark? Yeah. I wanted to know more, like why... Obviously, we know why the genius at work. But that was something to be said. Yeah. At that time, recording was very difficult. Because probably... Michael was desperate for his life. What that wasn't said was Michael was in some shit. He needed mm. something big and he needed his sister, who was big, one of the biggest stars at the time, to save him from this bad reputation. There yeah. were so many unsaid things, but it is watchable. Guys, go watch it. Yeah, she, hint, she hinted at that. And they all yeah. stuck beside him as well. The family stuck yeah, beside him yeah. and stuff. And then also as well, I got the feeling, this is just my opinion, I got the feeling that she also struggled with addiction. But she didn't talk about that. Like she did, she talked about like her partner. She had multiple partners that struggled with addiction, like painkillers and things like that and stuff yeah. like that. But I just, I wouldn't be surprised if she had also. That is just my opinion. I was, I kept thinking it was going to go there, but then it never did. So I, mm. I understand what the holes, the gaps in the story that mm. you, what you, you, that they unfortunately left us to fill in. It made me think it was going to go there, and she was going to say, "And me." But she yeah. never did, and it was never said. It was all on her partners that she met and she was with. And she struggles with, she like, you know, controlling men because of her dad. That's, that's yeah. Very yeah, yeah. But I thought that was, I thought that was quite like interesting. Like she was just like, oh, maybe next time I won't get someone who's a drug addict. I just thought, <laughs> she, was, she was making, <laughs> but you know, she speaks in that little baby voice as well. I was like, no, she's oh. funny. She's actually quite funny. I like um, her. I'm yeah. glad I got to see her. All right, so we can involve Auntie Nana. Give me, and you're going to say, David, one song. What's the Jackson, Janet Jackson song that you love? 
I knew it. Look at her I, face. I can't even remember what it's called, but I loved the video. It may be um, That's the Way Love Goes. Ooh, okay. Love goes. Yeah. The way love. yeah, I, I like that song. Okay, cool. You've actually got a song you love. Auntie Shade. I, I wouldn't say love. Let's use it loosely. <laughs> it's a song I know and I will bop to it if it gets played. See, that's the thing. Rhythm Nation's actual album. Oh, I like Rhythm Nation. Okay, Rhythm Nation, I like that. And I remember doing a dance routine with my sisters and my friend. So, yeah, that was cool. And I really like All For You as well. Mine? Okay. I've got to know because the Control album is my album. I listen to that on repeat. And Rhythm Nation as well. Oh. Let's wait a while. When I Think of You, Pleasure Principle, pretty much the Control album, Rhythm oh. Nation, Living in a World They Did Not Make, that tune my tune. I used to love Black Cat because it was rocky. I, I used to like rock music as well, from Time Any Place. And at night, not, I was going to sing um, Bootown. What's the one? I Get So Lonely. Oh, oh. I Get So Lonely. Yeah. No, that's a tune. Yeah. That's, that's a tune. tune. Yeah. Okay, if you're just tuning in, this is Your Aunties Could Never, a podcast for cool aunties and uncles everywhere, where you get no-nonsense straight talk from four cool aunties who aren't afraid to say all the things you wish you could say. If you do listen to the show, please don't forget to write your reviews, your positive reviews, on Apple Podcasts and rate us on Spotify, please. Now it is time for Aunties Know Best. Aunties Know Best. (laughs) Aunties Know Best. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> this is where you get your favourite aunties solving your problems. Now, guys, you might have seen on our socials that we were supposed to have some guests tonight, Ben and Chidi, um, relationship experts, but they unfortunately they couldn't join us. So we're going to go back to our regular programming and you'll get more of us. That's it. That's just the benefit of that. But hopefully we'll get them on in a later show. So this is Auntie Night Base is where we just get into your problems and solve your problems. Please share your problems in the comments. And we've got some stuff that we're going to get off the chest. I go to my favourite place, Dear Prudence. It's a website, on. it's a column on slate.com, just so no one tells me that we're stealing problems. There's a few things here. Help, my girlfriend wants to break up with me for being a mansplainer. Help, my boyfriend encourages me like I'm a child and I like it. Help, my boyfriend calls me fat when we fight. <laughs> Help, my husband doesn't want us to get pregnant unless I leave my job. Which one of those sounds fun? Mansplainer and the fat one, please. Okay, let's go. Let me see. I haven't read these. I haven't censored them. Thank you very much, dear Prudence. It looks like it's the black woman. She's a black woman on Slate.com. So, let me find it. My girlfriend wants to break up with me before being a mansplainer. I'm a 28-year-old guy who is dating a woman who is about six years older than I am. We've been together for about 10 months. A few weeks after meeting and going on several dates, when it looked like things might stick, I guess, she had a talk with me. She said that she wasn't sure I realized it, but I often interrupted her. She said that I hadn't seemed to notice when she'd gently redirected the conversation back to what she'd been saying and had never apologized. It was almost apparently enough for her not to go out with me again, but she thought I was otherwise nice and cute and got the feeling I wasn't doing it on purpose. So she thought she'd see if a talk would help. I've been trying harder and I think it's going well. When I do interrupt Melissa, I now, when I do interrupt, Melissa will now fairly point it, bluntly point it out now and I know when to apologize and be conscious of my speaking. Oh my God, it's a long letter. Um, I'm gonna try and cut some bit out. And recently we had another conversation. She opened up about feeling that I come across arrogant when I speak and I've mansplained her a number of times. They went to see a play. I don't know, this is going on very long. She basically, what, she's, what he's saying is that they went to see a play. Melissa was surprised that when she said it, she was a theatre major. Oh God, I don't know what this is. Hold on. <laughs> one second, one second, one second. 
basically she said something about covid and he said i guess this isn't some college play it's real theater of course it's going to take longer melissa stood up and left the theater i was shocked and followed her out she said she needed space the next time she talked she said she was offended and reminded me about the, his mansplaining thing and now he's wondering did i say something rude or is it now she's being overly sensitive so i think now she's exposed she's told him she did the right thing by saying listen babe this hurts me when you do that i don't like it he's done the right thing by trying to adjust his settings but now it's got to the point where maybe she's over pointing it out and maybe he's now feeling like my like, man's just trying to be a man to get me and i can't be me what do you guys what do you guys think from i try to truncate this very long letter they don't sound compatible okay overall it just sounds like he may feel that she isn't that smart and so he has to keep on clarifying things when she says something and she is feeling you don't think i'm that smart so you keep on explaining shit to me just when i have an opinion they're just not compatible so like he shouldn't be Maybe somebody else he's going to have a bit more respect for and he's not going to feel that I always need to teach them something. It also may be his personality. Somebody will always want to be taught. You just haven't found that person yet. It's not her. And she should also like just bitch him. He sounds dry as hell. And <laughs> to somebody else, he may be the most exciting person because he knows everything. They're just not compatible. I think that... If someone has told you that you're mansplaining, it's, you're not going to change your ways overnight. It's going to take more than a few months for you to actually change your actual behaviour because the whole of society is geared up to make you feel better about yourself. Just check yourself because it's easy. It's easy to, to say, yeah, I heard you and I'm trying so I can't be doing that in this moment. No, you you could definitely be doing it again and again because that's what you're used to. Do you know what I mean? And so I don't think she should be with someone that does that. That's just, you just, it's not your job to fix someone. Maybe he needs to go away, give it a year or so thing. Then maybe <laughs> see if it's possible afterwards. Uh, but hopefully you've moved on and found someone else that doesn't do this. I think you should have stopped that. Maybe you should go away. <laughs> Not for you and come back. Um, I, yeah, well, I think, yeah, you can't be in this relationship anymore because it's now a thing, it's become a thing. And as a man, you might have all the best intentions, but you're watching yourself and it's irritating you. She is oh thank god he's changed but no he's not he's still doing it. it is actually him guys this is him this is him and he's allowed to be who he is and she's allowed to be absolutely annoyed with the fuck he's doing and if it's not something that he feels he can adjust and learn there is this nana's auntie nana's right there's someone out there that might actually love being having every detail of their life explained back to them because they <laughs> you know it might be something that someone's attracted to they might like that or he needs to go away and do some work on himself and actually think about you know, what why do i feel the need to tell everybody something that they, I think that they should know. And she might also be super sensitive to something. And that might be something within her. And it might be that he's not actually mansplaining. And because she has insecurities about herself, she might be over, over reading into things. It could be that. So if there's a chance that he's cute, he's funny, and he does all the other things, maybe the woman could do some work on herself. But the easiest thing possibly is that you guys don't announce that, to be honest. 
All right, the next one. And on the socials, on IG, Don Dobby says, mansplaining is a verbal condescending, condescending pat on the head. It mm. really is. <laughs> That's the, that mm. literally is it. The, 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 <laughs> there, there. there, little lady, you've had your time. Okay, let me speak for you. All right, let's go. Help, my boyfriend calls me fat when we fight. He claims he doesn't mean it, but I'm not so sure. So dear Prudence, my boyfriend calls me fat when we get into arguments. He knows I struggle with my weight and the way I see myself. Most of the time he tells me I'm sexy and not to get down on myself. And he still wants to sleep with me all the time. It's not like he's embarrassed by me. I know all his friends and family. We go on dates, vacations and to parties. So I don't understand why he calls me fat. He says he's saying it to hurt me at the moment, but I don't know how he truly feels. What should I do next time he does this? Quickly, I would answer, pump him in his face, but... <laughs> That's not correct. Auntie Sade, what should she do? Leave him. That's not a relationship. It's toxic. Mm. That's basically very toxic. Mm. Like he's telling he's telling you that he does it to hurt you. He's yeah. told you. So why are you trying to find a reason of why he <laughs> does it? He told you exactly why he does it. And he does it every time you argue. So he wants to hurt you in the argument and make you feel bad about yourself. Yeah, oh, you don't God. need to be in a you, you babe. Like, just find someone else that actually loves you for you. It is a simple one. I shouldn't laugh at it, but it was like, I don't know how he feels. But he actually has explained why he calls you fat to hurt your feelings. Can you deal with it if you can? Then you stay there. If you can't deal with it, then you leave. I think it's very simple things. Like, you can cussing is cussing, isn't it? I've never really, I, I don't really agree with taking the mick out of somebody when you're having an argument with them anyway. I think it's a toxic trait, but we're only getting one side of it. And she may say he, she may say in you with your small dick or like she, or your, you with your big head or your bold head, or she could cuss him too. So it may be a two way. This is how, when they're arguing, they communicate, but she's come along and she's feeling hurt by him saying that she's fat. Join the fat movement. Just be like, I'm fat and what? Turn it around. This doesn't have to be a negative. There are people that embrace being called fat. They say it's fine. You can call me fat. I'm fat. So it doesn't have to be a slur. He's literally told her, I say it to hurt you. He That's wanted what... more reasons. I'm just giving her more things for her mind to turn over. I'm stuck. I can't give her advice. I can't even make a positive because like man said it on I want to hurt you. Or is he being very literal? So we cast each other, we're arguing. Obviously, I'm gonna go for the jugular man up is it that is he doing that and then maybe she needs to man up then maybe yeah you're right maybe she needs to like you know what man's doing it to hurt you obviously he loves you obviously he celebrates you but he's gonna go for the juggling knowing that's your weakness that's not the kind of relationship i want to be in but some people like that tough love type shit if it works for you then yeah man up but other than that this is not cool this is not nice no yeah no I don't think, I agree. I don't think you should, uh, I, I think it's really unhealthy to do name calling. I think in general though, it's not just like your partners, like your friends and stuff like that. Like I, yeah, I don't like any of that shit. Like don't call me names because you're angry. Yeah, it's never a good line to go down. Let's get a comment. I've got one I quickly want to do because it's like this, similar, similarly to this. Actually, no, let me do this quickly. Help, I'm a way less, I'm way less hot than the guy I'm dating and people can't handle it. Basically, this woman has started the dating scene, re-entered the dating scene. She's met a guy. He's three years older than her. Met a few months after chatting with friends. He asked her out. She rejected him because she thought they were friends. Now they're going out with each other. And it's got serious. He's very, she's very happy. He makes her feel wonderful. Definitely marriage material. Doesn't play games. But her issue is that he's a 10 and she's a, a four or five. And he says, <laughs> and she says wait, let me finish. And she says, I see the looks people give us when we go out. He's with her. 
I've never been particularly sensitive to what others think about me. But every time we go out, I see that same look from men, from women. It doesn't matter. They all look like they've been electrocuted. The minute he puts his arm around me or holds my hand, the same look of shock appears on people's faces. It's taking a toll on my self-esteem. I've definitely seen that look from all of his friends. I wonder what they've said to him privately. His exes were very beautiful. I know I need to lose weight. Blah, 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 blah. I find it hard. How do I turn this thought process around that I don't see people looking surprised that I'm this unicorn is with an ugly duckling like myself? <sighs> Babe, first of all, like, like you can't be referring to yourself as an ugly duckling. Do you know what I mean? No. If this, you know what, right? There is a convention sta conventional standard of beauty like in whatever society that you're in. So yeah, we accept that and, and play to that. But it doesn't mean that you can't find beauty in different ways. Or like you, you just, it's it really literally is in the eye of the beholder. So I think it's just a lot of therapy work probably and get to the root cause of like why you call yourself these things and you're unable to see what other people see. This clear, this man clearly sees, or your partner clearly sees something that you can't see in yourself. So it's like trying to do the work to see that, to get that to that place yourself really. And then not worrying about what other people think, just tapping back to that. Just because you're with someone else now and you're getting attention as a couple, if you didn't care about what people thought before, you shouldn't really care about what they think now. It should it should be as meaningless, right? That's their issue. That's their stuff. It's got nothing to do with you. Yeah. I, I'm finding this one hard because I have seen a couple of couples who I, I could see fit into what she's describing, where the guy is like, quite good looking all the other way around and then you look at the, the one that's just coming into my mind and I, I feel like I've done that stare at them before because I literally am like this is the girl is stunning and the dude looks like a serial killer and I'm always a bit, and his personality isn't so you know it's like usually one thing you can see it like when they're together you're like no but he is a joker so you know what the attraction base is but it's also absolutely zero. It's none of my business whatsoever. But it just made me think, oh, for the other partner who probably has noticed all of these looks whenever they're around, that would be quite hard on him. And I hadn't really thought about it. I'm struggling with the advice point because it was a bit like, oh, shit, you've been that person that she's describing that has looked and been like, how are they together? But everything Auntie Shade said, it's, no, it's none of my business. I've looked, I don't know, I'm not with them. He could be great when they're at home, but just socially, he's a bit awkward. I don't know what to say other than, yeah, ignore everybody else. It's, that's just, people's opinions are none of your business. Do you? Yeah. Uh, yeah, there's that. I guess it's really hard. I would hate to be in that position where I don't want to under, undermine your feelings or reactions, but sometimes when you are in that space, things in a way that things aren't actually happening, it's not actually that deep and people aren't looking or recoiling at the sight of you. That seems very, because the fact that you're saying that people are recoiling like they're electrocuted, one, those people are damn rude if they're actually showing this kind of reaction. Because that, the fact that you're noticing it, that's not very nice. That's on them to manage themselves because it's not their business. But sometimes when you're in that space and you're feeling negative about yourself, everything is heightened and mm. very, and so you see things a lot worse and are magnified. So maybe it could be 
you don't know what that i'm not to undermine not to patronize you but it, you don't necessarily know it is absolute shock could be actually go girl it might be celebration you know what good on you and all that type of stuff and you just don't know what it is could be they're looking at him thinking you don't deserve her i don't know you, don't, you beauty is in the eye of the beholder and for you a lot of times people do talk themselves down when they feel they don't fit the beauty standards of society so you, you might be viewing yourself as a four and a five but actually you're not if we're going to do it in numbers as basic as numbers and you might just might actually be on a level to this guy and the fact that this man is marriage material and your ideal of perfect why the hell do you care he loves you and it, your insecurities could potentially jeopardize that and it's not to say he's would be as fickle but if your insecurities get in the way of seeing your beauty no, unfortunately society doesn't like people who are vulnerable and weak and insecure about themselves and if you don't work on those things you could push them away because you then could start to pick up things and cause dissent with it or disturbances in the relationship because of your insecurities that he's not seeing he's not putting out there but the more you pick on those things you might project that and then he's going to start feeling some type of way and then that if he does end up leaving you for whatever reason that you can't take the situation you're going to add that to your own lot of life and say well look here you go he didn't like me anyway so all that type just you need to work on yourself definitely ignore the people that are acting shocked and maybe really assess are they acting shocked and talk to your partner about it and just maybe get some reassurance and conversation with him maybe i don't know if you're talking to him about it either i was thinking like i i think i've been here when i didn't really think much of myself i guess and i think i was trying to think like how did i get out of that and i think i think i had a very good friend <laughs> he basically was just like you're dating that you're dating them so what does that say about you? It's all, all also a reflection of you. That's the way she positioned it. I think I was a bit caught up. With, I don't know. I just didn't think. I just didn't think I was like pretty or cute or any of those things. Like when I was younger, so I was just like, I'll get these guys that everybody liked, and it was just like, I don't know how I'm doing this. Like, what's it's a fluke or is it some sort of joke or whatever? I was really like super paranoid, and. Yeah, it just took a little time to start. No, actually, no, I'm all right. Just getting that. I think it was a bit of validation. I can't say it wasn't. But yeah, it was hard though. I get, I do get it. It's, it's, it is actually a bit tougher than when you first look at it. It's, it's just because you can't, you have to really quiet those voices in your head, really. You have to quiet that little, that doubt in your mind. That person is, doesn't, that that it's belief it's the belief isn't it it's the belief that person can see something in you that you can't see in yourself and that the only person that can really change that is yourself you know yes i agree any comments well okay. so neil date says he calls you fat because you are and he knows it will hurt if you don't address it either directly or through therapy you will be in the never-ending cycle and he also says, I want to know what couple Auntie Nana is talking about. Mind your business. <laughs> Why are you going to cause trouble, Uncle Nee? Exactly. Um, all right. Okay. So look, there's a dating show that's starting on BET. I don't know what's it actually called. I think it's called Dating While Black. Or Dating Black. We haven't all watched it. So similarly to the Janet Jackson documentary, I don't know if we can go into it. It's a pretty generic type of show. Okay. But it's a good watch, so everybody definitely go on to BET International. It's on, on their YouTube page. Who's in it? You know what? It's There's so many influencers in it. It's probably, 
what would you say, AK? They're maybe like 10, 15 years younger than us? 20s. I actually have the press release. I didn't have it to hand because I didn't have it to hand. The creator of it, basically her whole thing is that she really wants to get into the nitty gritty of speaking about dating in this generation. I think they're in their like late 20s, early 30s. I definitely know there's Christine from who's in the conversation, Vamp PR, and I will get the rest of the names as soon as whilst Nana is um, explaining okay, the story. Okay, so for the guys, there's the whole cast of the 90s Babies podcast, and then there's another kind of male podcasting team that's in there as well. Mm-hmm. And it's really, they're all being like questioned and asked about their dating histories. What I found quite interesting, so two episodes are out so far. Episode one was the female influencers and podcasters, and they're answering questions. Most of them were single. Episode two is the guys. Most of them are in relationships. Mm. And it just seemed very indicative to my sights on society. And I just know so many single women as opposed to single men. There's so few of them that I know. It just seemed to be reflected in that. But I'm hoping that there's going to be eight episodes. I'm hoping she delves into that as well mm. as to why there seems to be this gap between the two. Well, it's an interesting one. I think that she's named Tonya Mack. I think she's the the host or the presenter. And yeah, that's uh, there, there isn't enough clear information. It's a really good show. I agree. I, I wanted to pull out a couple of bits from today's the um, uploaded episode today because it's the guys. And they had a few pieces of advice for women. So I wanted to get you guys thoughts on this. One man said that dating is a man's game. Because the bar is so low in women's estimation of men, like they'll say things like men are trash. If you are a little bit sane, you easily get put in the top 20% of men. What do you guys feel about that? Is the dating bar, is it generally you go into something and it's men are shit. And if they can talk a little bit, have a little bit going for them, do they instantly go up quite a few notches? I think generally that's been the case. I don't know about individually and personally, but I probably, I don't think I've ever consciously been like, oh, he brushes his teeth and he's eloquent. So you know what? He gets a part, he gets a gold star just because it's so wild out there. I haven't compromised in that way, but it's definitely, I think in my dating history, I have allowed, I've forgiven flaws and probably red flags because some of the better stuff outweighs it a little bit and in hindsight at this space that I am in, in my life today they the red flags would have been prominent and I would never take I would never put them behind the fluffy stuff and usually that stuff is around attractive attraction and lust and that type of thing rather than actual is this person really a person a guy good for me so I, I definitely think I've forgiven things but it is is it because the bar's low yeah yeah. yeah, I think I'm inclined to agree. I think, yeah, the bar is so low that, yeah, what is seen as, what is basic is seen as, my God, he's such a good man. No, he's just a normal human being and this is yeah. how they're supposed to act. Do you know what I mean? Like, I just, I, I always say, <laughs> 
and I'm definitely not <laughs> like I, I like men <laughs> in general but I just think a lot of them are just not good people do you know what I mean like, they're just, they're just not good people in general like they don't treat the and the people they tend the heterosexual ones tend to treat don't treat women that's the thing they're just not good people to women and I'm not saying there's not good men out there there are but not mediocre either there's that there's just oh mate it's just a lot I I just think it's just it's a bit dire really and it's I'm trying to think of an example of something like really basic that is like if he calls you back if he takes you out like the basic it's normal the normal like you have to be like it's, it's like yeah. you're expected to be like excited it's over grateful. like yeah yeah grateful yes it's grateful isn't it like yeah at least he at least he's only got one child and he called you back like they or at least he at least he at least he works or um at least <laughs> At least he's not trying to sell CDs or be a rapper. Like, it's just just basic, like, just basic. basic, basic. The, the other piece of advice that was given to ladies was you need to not be so picky and <laughs> chill out on your requirements. The thing is, I think this we've talked about this before. Sometimes, mm. yes, the list can be long. But because women have been, have been, have, been faced with so much nonsense the list is long because and then it sounds like a petty list of like unachievable achievements but, but it's just like it's just like it's long because there's basic stuff on the list because, because there's, there's basic stuff I'm trying to say. like so, you know yeah. is so, kind yeah. <laughs> how you ask him for kindness yeah. kindness should be standard now we have to specify tells the truth yeah and that's where you have the people like kevin samuels thriving on telling women basic rude and being rude yeah, about rude. the requirements and shutting them down and making them feel like how dare you aspire for a guy who's a 10 and you're a six what and it's all that type of shit it's really bad but i do think yes that the, also that they mentioned the social media brainwashing of generations has is real uh, no matter how much we feel we're not susceptible to it we are susceptible i should say however that kind of surface oh i'm a man that can do this like one a man can do that that's a very small pocket of women i think that actually believe in that the average common sense woman isn't talking about birkins and beamers yeah. and ballers the average woman just wants as auntie charlotte said a man not to lie not to lead with his dick and not to disrespect me not to just and just ask about my day all that type of stuff just simple normal things and not have to worry because i think one of in the women's episode one of when they were asked what how we just described dating people were like chaotic pilgrimage yeah <laughs> <laughs> all these words the like words just, were deep. Yeah. complicated and it's like you can't and chaotic like why because you're dating someone okay so what go would on, you two on. how would you two describe dating what word would you use <laughs> chaotic ghetto journey pilgrimage i'm not dating that like that I, I i do you know what i was inspired by somebody by a few people have for some reason dating apps have come up in the conversation so there's a few people have been inspiring me so i, I ain't gonna lie i downloaded it last night Oh, oh, is it? It? Oh, okay. I'm so excited. 
No, no. <laughs> I know. I try and I hold it back. back, but I can't help you. I back because this will make me delete it. Because of this. I know, I know, no. Is it? Um, no, listen. No, so, but in my moment of download, I was like, I, do I want to go into this mess? Am I in the mood? I've got shit going on in my business world. I've got shit to do. And I don't, and again, I've never been that woman. Like, I've got to get a job. I'm an independent woman. I'm not that type of woman. I am independent, but not in the whole sense that it's been remixed to be a negative thing. I am an independent woman. But my thing is, I'm, my piece, my, my business is causing me stress. So I don't need the added stress of meeting someone. We fall in what I think is love. And next minute, yeah, Matt, like I, I always reference, the last significant person had a whole family and telling me that he loved me. Like, what the, why do I need to put myself with that? Yes, I'd like to have a regular partner that I can feed off of, live off of, enjoy <laughs> off of, all that off of. <laughs> and life off of however i would rather be single and have that emotional button not stressed out than dealing with things so i'm going to take a foray into that space but i'm going to be very mindful so i, I don't even know what the question was yes it's chaos the question was what word Auntie Shade, what okay, so I think it's the ghetto. I think I definitely think it's ghetto. Yeah. Um, and it's not on brand for me. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I have an example. I have a, a quick example to say, okay, so this is dating. So you can't just ask a guy if you're heterosexual, like, do you have a girlfriend? You have to ask them, is there anyone out there? whether you know, knowingly know that thinks that you are their man. <laughs> That's what you have to ask. <laughs> to cover all bases, that is dating. That is dating at the moment. It's just so complicated. I feel, I just, uh, like personally, I just don't have the time, patience, energy for it, really. I just, I think it, I'm, I admire people who are still interested and still still trying to push forward and still believe in this idea of love. I just don't, I really don't anymore. Like, so I just you're had on the spectrum of, okay, if I don't meet anybody in this lifetime, it's cool. Yeah, I would say I'm a year, I'm kind of, I'm in that space. Because the thing is, I think that life is, I've lived, I really have. And it's just like, I just think, I've had really, I've had like really significant moments and I don't think, I think that people don't necessarily value those things unless they have this almost media constructed like version of love, then they feel like, oh, their lives are not adequate. They haven't met that goal or they tick that box of whether that's having like being in a relationship for 20 years or whether it's just getting married or do you know what I mean and, until they tick those kind of boxes in that sense it's like it's almost like they're trashing everything that they've had before and it's just no actually you have to see moments for what they are and be I don't know there's something about being present in there and really enjoying it and knowing that they don't always last forever and that's okay that's actually okay and I think a lot of people, probably more males than females, I'm going to say that specifically in the heterosexual world, need to ha like work on being by themselves, like actually being by themselves, actually understanding, do you like you? Because if you don't like you, <laughs> yeah, there is no way 
you should be asking anyone else to like you. You shouldn't be pressuring anyone at all to like you I, at I all. I think that's fair. I think it's fair. I think it's two different things, though. Yeah, like, yeah. I'm not, I'm it's, not it's that, it, like, holistic thing you. of, okay, I, I am totally okay with, but you're probably going to be here for another 60 years. <laughs> in our lifespans, like yeah. you know, for how long they say our generation is probably going to live, it's like our average is probably going to be ninety to a hundred years. Mm. So that's a long time to be like, actually, I could do this without a companion. But I'm sure there are loads of people that would be like, actually, I'll be fine with family and friends. I don't need that significant other. That's yeah, what I'm yeah. getting from you. That's why I was asking. Like, are you like more on that thing of, oh, if the person never comes, they don't come. It's cool. I don't, know, still more I, like... I don't know if I've finalised that. I'm just living my life. But what I'm not going to do is engage in ghetto behaviour. And the <laughs> dating scene right now is ghetto. This is the thing. It's just when you like go home to family and stuff and you get loads of pressure from old, even older than us, like uncles and aunties, like where your where's our relationships and all this kind of oh. stuff. It's just, have you seen what's out there? Have you seen what they, they want us to settle for? It's just too much. It's too much. Yeah, what about you? What do you think? It's interesting because, like I said, in downloading the app, I was like, do I really want to go into this? And I'm quite, I'm one of those people that feel like I haven't achieved that perfect, not perfect, or a significant relationship that I can feel like, yeah, that was a good one. And even though it didn't last or it did last, whatever, but if it didn't last, it was worth it. And then there was really great memories. I don't think, because I think when I had my daughter, I was literally focused on her and I was very... I was insecure at that at 23 and then having a daughter and having to deal with being a single mum and figuring out a career and education, I got very focused on trying to do that. But there's an, another level of understanding who you are when you've got a child to look after as well. And so I made silly decisions when it came to guys where maybe if I was by myself, I would have been a lot more self-realized and would have made better decisions. But whilst trying to do it with a child and also being very conscious that I didn't want any man around my child unless they were significant. So a lot of things, a lot of relations were in the dark in quotes. And so maybe I accepted things just for the sake of it. But I don't know, I've always been like, I've not had that significant relationship that I really thought was worth it. So I've always been like, yeah, I need to have that relationship. But like I said, downloading the app, I felt like, do I want this? And actually, do I actually want a man in my life at the moment? I don't think I do. The only thing that makes me feel like I wouldn't say never ever is because there's a reality, I think I've referenced my mum before, she's in, she, her and her friends who are single, there's a loneliness around them, which as much as they're on the phone with each other and then we had COVID and stuff, that was a deeper separation and the ailments and things that plague them where they got hit, knee, back, this, that. So traveling isn't as easy and getting together isn't as easy when you can't rely on your friendship circle, especially because for whatever reason, and you have done to death yourself, like you know yourself and you're bored of yourself essentially. And you've got all those creature comforts that, and the thing that's missing is possi possibly someone else that you can be that close and intimate that's in your space with you, enjoying the last years of your life. That's the part that makes me concerned that when I get to that point and I don't have someone, will I regret a decision by saying, oh no, I don't want a partner in my life kind of thing. So that's the part where I'm not sure. Cause I, and then that's the part I like, I must, I want to work towards having a partner. But then there's a reality of your partner passing before 
Or, you know what I mean? That's the thing, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I have that, and it's really... It's, it was it's just the morbid turn it took. It was like, all right. <laughs> I know, but it is, it's, it's, it's the reality of that as well. Like, you get, you work so hard, you get to that point, then the past part, you got... I don't know. I don't want to be alone. Tara is here. Party Tara! Are you literally on a beat? I am. Yeah, basically. <laughs> oh my god. Party is isn't it? Oh, I'm missing you. Do you know what? I miss you lot too. And like, it's been mad. It's been like a real strange time. That's mm. all I can say. It's been really difficult. Shit happens. I'm just trying to get through it. Just trying to get through it. Capturing moments where I can with some peace. Alcohol is great. It's my friend. <laughs> <laughs> but I just wanted to say hi. Because I really miss you guys. Hi. When are you back on well, back in the UK? I'll be back in the UK next week. So I'll be on the show next week. Mm-hmm. Yay. Yeah. But um yeah. but yeah, I just I literally just wanted to pop in. I was watching you on Insta. And I was like, yes, Auntie Shade, no ghetto nonsense. I'm not about, I don't want a man to come to me that I need to make. You need to be ready, full, grown and made. Baby you. Mm. I don't want to feel like I'm your mum. <laughs> like, those days are done. I'm not 20 anymore. It's all long. Yeah. But, um, but yeah. I feel like that was a, a, a resume. So if there's any guys out there, like. <laughs> it was a resume. It wasn't. It wasn't. Like, it, it really wasn't. Like, 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 I swear, Auntie Shadda said, I'm not like on the hunt, but, but at the same time, I'm like, what will be? But I'm not on the, it's not like I'm, where are you, man? I don't feel like that. I got other shit to deal with at the moment. Women in our age group as well, we're really, like, unfortunately, painted with this desperation brush. And I think, like, they're like, Sometimes when men approach, they think, oh, you're so, you, you'll put up with anything because, of course, you have to be so desperate to want anything at this age. I just think it's a lot. I think it's, it just, it's, you have to navigate so much and I'd rather not. I'd rather just, like, just miss me with the bullshit. Play with those young girls if that's what you want to do. I'm not here for it at all. Not yeah. that you can actually abuse any girl. Yeah, no, no, not at all. It's like, no, you know, play with it is a, definitely a misconception that when you get to 40, you're put up with anything because you don't want to be alone. But yeah. I think, and then also, sometimes it excuses you if you're too independent. You don't need anybody and all that shit. And it's like, no, I'm quite happy to have a partner, but I'm not, I don't want to have a baby. And I also don't want to have a boss. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah. Um, just to get I'll someone here. some advice. Oh, yeah, I was going to say, someone on I, um, IG was wanted to say something. I think it's, I don't know how you say your handle, it's M1VHA, says, morbid but true, I was with my husband for 30 years and he died of a sudden heart attack. But fifty, I'm once again alone. So, sorry for that. Um, sorry for the um, loss and pain, but these, these are the realities that we deal with also being in a relationship. There is that. Like I can, I can safely say that my grandma was with my granddad for fifty years, and my granddad passed fourteen years ago. My gran was never ever the same. Like she came here and she tried to build a life for herself, and she did in some respects, but she just wasn't the same. 
She just was never the same. Like the spark had gone from her, her Cody, her partner in crime. That person had gone. So that's also very difficult, isn't it? The other piece of advice was women need to start shooting their shot more. You know what? That I agree with because I have always been unable, unless I'm like, <laughs> this is going to sound funny. It's like when I'm on holiday. Like, this is not a holiday, FYR. But when I'm on holiday, I don't know why, but I feel like I'm a little bit more confident. I've got a little bit more... I'm not tied down by day-to-day nonsense, so I feel like I'm fun time Farah on holiday. <laughs> so those are the times where I'm like, I'm going to shoot my shot. If I like you, I'm going to shoot my shot. Yeah. I get that. I think there's, there's, I something about, there's something about being in like out of the constraints of the West and maybe feeling people in town. Um, not in fun time far and adventurous AK. In <laughs> 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 it though, for real. <laughs> <laughs> but um, it is that I think shooting. You know, it's so funny because the time that I shot my shot, shoot my shot, shot my shoot, whatever, shot my shot. <laughs> um, yeah. The time shots I shot were fired. Times when shots were fired. I. Oh my god, I'm gonna be so crass. My club was shot up. And because we were saying shot, 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 it made me think of that crass term. Basically, me, I approach my daughter's dad is basically what I'm saying. So, I, I don't know. I oh. When I approach people, it has big, big consequences. <laughs> oh, okay. So, yeah. I'm getting that bit too, though. Like no life told. Yeah. Honestly, I don't believe in that. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna do that. Yeah, I've shot it. I, you, before you even said it, I know you're not about that. Like, no, <laughs> you're not shooting your shot. No. <laughs> no I've shot it. It's like you yeah. come to me. <laughs> yeah. All right, I'm gonna go anyway because I started eating, okay. and you don't, don't want to hear me eat. Are you going? I'm gonna go, but I love you all. And my is about to die. Miss you. See you next week. Thank you. Thank you and I'll just also say as well, yeah, that thank you guys for your support. You've been really amazing. Mm. And we patient. And just understand of the shit that I've been having to deal with. So I love you a lot. I've got a lot of time for you chicks. So, yeah. Right. When we get back. You ain't got no choice to love me, girl. <laughs> no, I have no choice to love you. Like, I wasn't really talking to you, but to be fair. <laughs> that was more aimed at Auntie Nana and Auntie Shade. Yeah. You can do one. What was just said? I wanted to respond to and I forgot about shooting your shot. I don't do that. No, so I was gonna say it's because it's, it's like it, it's reeks of oh, please go out with me. It doesn't have to always be like that. It's not necessarily like no, please, and shooting your shot at the wrong time. I think a woman should know when the mood is right and the setting is right for you to approach a mat guy. I don't think it should be. I think guys are like, I don't think guys really generally want all of us to start being like, yo, what are you saying? I don't think they want that. I, I don't think they're ready. I think in, in a certain settings, I can understand where what if the guys, I'm not really sure, and the guy and the woman's I'm not really sure, but I'm gonna take a chance and be like, hey, shooting a shot sounds bigger than what it needs to be. It could just be mm. a hey, and that's shooting your shot, and that's what start kickstart something. It could look literally be, you know what, we I've been talking, been talking. I like this guy, I think he likes me. I definitely had those conversations. I'm just like, so what is it? And it's, it goes wherever it needs to go, whether it goes that way or that way. And maybe both of us were sitting in that space like we don't want to offend anyone. That's long. I, but I just think you get the vibe. I think there's an element of shooting a shot at someone who knows doesn't like you or who's going to fuck you over. Just don't. Just don't. Because you're just being fast yeah. at that point. But you, I think there's times when you can, you know, when there's a window. Like when I approached my daughter's dad, I just, I don't know. I just were like, what's your number? 
I, I just think, what's it called? It's not like I haven't. I have in the past and it has been successful in the past. However, I will no longer do that <laughs> because that's not the kind of man that I want anyway. If I don't want to, mm. but I would prefer muchly if they approach me and that kind of shows me that they're confident enough to approach me and that I don't want to I don't want confusion either as well kind of thing because I like to be sure if the guy is into me and I'm it's not just me pushing it on them I want them to be sure and then also I just think some people are built for things I don't like rejection in mm. any kind of form, really. Some people are built for rejection. Some people are not. I'm not one of those people at all. No, I get that. So, I'm talking about, what about you know, the scenario of, I was watching Shits and Gigs this week, and mm-hmm. there was a woman who had put in her dilemma. She's very pretty, in her mm-hmm. 30s, and she keeps on getting approached by 19 to 21-year-olds. And But she like, they just want a fun time. They're literally just being fuckboys. And she wants a relationship. And their advice was more like, because she's very pretty, a young boy is just shooting all the time. It's just numbers for him. So he's in everybody's DMs. He's just going for it. Where an older guy who may be more on her level is thinking she's so beautiful. There's just bare people in her DMs. I'm not going to add in there. Like, it's just, what's the point? It's not going anywhere. So they was like, actually, if you see somebody that you like, it may be something to just make your presence known to them, like liking pictures, maybe commenting on their stories. So they're a bit like, actually, this girl is kind of interested in me. It's like you're making yourself known to them. What about that type of... So it's not like like when I say I'm going to do it for you guys. Not that type, (laughs) but you're just liking a lot, commenting... Like you're making your presence felt in their world. I think that's a safe way to do it. As but you also have to be careful that you're not just liking, liking, liking picture. And also, they're, they're, that's a two way that's a two way street as well. Because if you're doing that and they're not doing it to yours, yeah, no, you would feel the vibe in it. Like you yeah, might so it's say like. Yeah. I think it's always about vibes because I, I hear what because whatever even what I'm saying about women, it's not a big. It's like you can shoot a shot. I'm not saying I'm gonna be out there doing that because. I, I, the ancestors were at hand in me and my daughter's dad. There's other situations, but I generally wouldn't put myself necessarily in that vulnerable light. Because also, too, I don't want rejection and I don't want to feel like I'm forcing myself on anyone. I would like to know that the man is into me more than I'm into them, especially because I just don't want no confusion. Definitely think that, but it's about a vibes thing. I think when it's, you know what, this is a safe vibe where a woman can do either like a picture, make a comment, make yourself known. When we're at the club, you're going to stare at a guy, not scarily, but that lingering (laughs) (laughs) Or strike up conversation or laugh. I think women can get a vibe of when it's okay to let a man know you're interested in them. Yeah. Without it being a whole, you threw yourself at them, you're kind of being desperate and all that type of stuff. Because that's the negativity that comes with shooting a shot when it comes to a woman doing it. And it doesn't have to be like that. Well, the thing is also as well, like I, I just think like nowadays you, you not to say that it's really changed that much, to be honest, but knowing having a a truthful answer if a man is single is very hard. So then if you're shooting your shot as a woman in, in this heterosexual world <laughs> and that's and they've got a, a partner then it puts you in a really weird position. Yeah. So I think, 
so I don't like that because you That's just don't social on social a lot of men present as single on social yeah. and they are not single excuse it's the perfect yeah. excuse she came to me babe look at her she's messaging me she's liking my thingy and then then they're like oh the, the victim almost nah <laughs> I think there there needs to be a big <laughs> I can't stand because I think what annoys me in the in both like some people on both episodes and it's what people do are you in a relationship <laughs> it's complicated yeah. i fucking can't stand i can't i can't stand when people on their status when facebook was a thing and everyone was like oh, it's complicated but it's, it's so self-important no one you know how i remember um there was a guy i remember a guy being vexed with me because like, going, I remember he was like, you're talking my business. I'm like, you're, it's just a relationship. I'm asking, like, I think maybe, I don't know who fancied him. The conversation was about whether he was single or not. And I think whoever I was speculating, we were speculating, just having a girl, typical girl chat. Is he single? Is he not? I heard you're talking about me. You're talking my business. It's a fucking relationship. Are you with someone or not? It's so normal. Humans are built to be in relationships. We are built mm. to fuck. We are built to, I'm saying like in society construct is we are built to be in relationships. It is what it is. That's how the society we live in. It is not strained if you are with someone. It is not strange if you're having sex with someone. Why do we make so much drama? It's complicated. You know, it might be complicated. Oh, no, <laughs> people create the complication. Shut up. Yes, I'm seeing someone. No, I'm not. I got bear gal. I got bear man. Or oh, I don't want to talk about it. You don't have to create this super. Okay. I think I used to have it complicated on my face. Oh my god! No, no, no. I, like, no. Okay. I don't really think now, but I used. I, I definitely. I when you're young, it's, like, it's a little bit like a, it's complicated. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> oh, my head, my head, my head. No. <laughs> Oh my god, it's pissed that pissed there me off. So a much. lot of that though, but you know, yeah, one like, of the girls did actually say she did explain it. She was like, If I say on camera I'm in a relationship, but if next month I'm no longer in a relationship, I don't know, but it, but it, I did get her hesitation to be like, To say, no, it. I get because that sometimes it's that fast, isn't it? You're, you're there, like, I'm in a relationship, and it could be the next week you're not, and then it's living on YouTube. On big BET, so I got her kind of hesitation. Yeah, but are you in a relationship though? Then no, you're, well, it's not solid. You may be, but it may not be solid if you're scared to say it. Yeah, in a relationship, when you there's there's different ways to say it. Like you're dating someone, or you're yeah. seeing someone, or you're talking to someone. Like it's just actually there was that clip of that girl that was saying that she just had another talking stage and she got really upset about yeah. it. And she was she's saying that she's like in her thirties and she wants to have a kid sometime soon. And she was just really upset about the whole. Mm like her not finding someone and she's an American girl I don't know I just thought you've got options though I think we're in a funny stage where I think relationships and and how relationships so, show up are being redefined yeah. I think like the long term which actually has been for a while is not like necessarily the ideal as much anymore I think it was like really because that average person isn't in a long-term relationship and they haven't no, the been average is. I've... The, average, the average is still in a long-term relationship 
No, I think that in relationships, the trend is you're with someone for about five to seven years and then you break up and then you're with someone else five to seven years. So that's the trend rather than you're with someone for life and that's it. So like, I think that is the trend. So I think it's probably more going to that, but I think that five to seven might be even cutting down to maybe two to three. I think it's just like people are having very intense, short, like long-ish, mid relationships and going from relationship to relationship in that kind of sense but I read it somewhere as well but I think like it's just it so the conventional way of having that 2.4 relationship scenario where you have the kids and stuff and everything like that I just think you need to look at other options and I think you're right auntie I know that you said last week I really wish that like, all my younger friends I'm just like if you're not ready to have kids now you need to freeze your eggs that's what you need to do like you need to look into that have Put, get your options sorted because yeah. you might not have it figured out all now and there might be other things like career whatever kind of thing or just just living life and if you want to have a family and that's something that's in your mind then you need to give yourself opportunities in order to do that I wonder if I'd love to clear the slate and start again and just see what we would do without any kind of with some with a fresh slate, what humans would do, how we would behave without any kind of rule of society or imposition, and just see what we would do naturally. Because you know, you've got the the hoteps that believe we all had man had bare women, but yet somehow it wasn't the other way around. And then there's this whole thing of adapting to this. It's like now everyone thinks that humans have a short attention span because we've been programmed because of social media and stuff to have a short attention span. We're adapting to the situation, but do we want the situation? I'd love to understand that with relationships becoming shorter is it because we want it or is it because we're giving up to the fact that it's not going to last so we have to adapt so I just wonder which way is it nature versus nurture type thing but another thing that came up in the documentary that in the, sorry, in the web series was when one of the girls or, or the guys said that women and men are starting to try and figure each other out which I thought was quite hopeful their experience in their world they felt one of them said it and I can't remember if it was a woman or a guy said that what they're noticing in their world is that women and men are actually trying to understand each other rather being having this whole black women. I think it was black women and black men. Do they not understand each other? Yeah. That type of thing. And mm. she, in response to that, was like, actually, both and probably leaning towards the men are doing the work now to actually understand what okay. women want. Yeah, I get that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, women have been in that for time and memorial. But- <laughs> it was a guy that said it, and he was very optimistic about relationships yeah. and yeah. him finding his like partner and everything he just had a very nice outlook and he was like in his circle there's been way more conversation as to like relieving the toxicity and actually thinking how can we create a a, a holistic family like how Mm. can we get there so that it's, it's not that hard and you're not meeting somebody who you're incompatible with what are the steps and he was interesting I hope he's in it more to talk a bit more because he's young but he had his head on his shoulders. I actually think there was a good mix. There was yeah, a toxic was. guy, but there was a good mix of vibes in there. Like it's it's a good it's a good program. And it's interesting. This is, this is why um you, older women need to date younger. This is why. I mean, I mean I was watching it, and I was like, we could have been on that couch. They could have injected a little bit of age range in there, not too far mm-hmm. out. We're not far from them, but <laughs> no, it is like. It, it's, it's looking at the future's bleak. But I think I do agree with, I can't remember what you said, did you say that dating younger? I do, I understand that mindset because we've got a whole generation of broken folks. 
So if you're looking at someone that's the new generation that's working on themselves and having a lot more mm-hmm. empathy and understanding into what it is to be, especially for women, having a lot more because the newer generations of men aren't the alpha male, that one way thinking. They're a lot more fluid in their thinking. So yeah. with my but you're saying that for younger guys. I'm saying that there's more information, there's more, there's less more younger men are are, are less bound to the restrictions that our generation of guys have grown up and been around and have been broken by, basically. I'm not saying, because I'm not really, I don't feel the need to go too young because I do think there's differences there, but I understand (laughs) where you could possibly get a better experience of the younger person who's a bit more open-minded, has been, has been, has grown up in a world where there's less that kind of real, you know, the, the, the boxes, the stereotypes that men are trying to break free from or trying okay. to figure out. No, I, hear, I hear what you're saying. Yeah. I'm just thinking practically, I'm thinking for most of my friends in the last five years that have got married and have met their guys in the last five years, they're all older. And it's not, uh, it's, they're not in their forties. Like it's, they're like five years older, five to 10 years older that they've settled down with compared to the younger guys that have come along have generally shown up to be fuckboys. There's that too. I wouldn't discount that. And also, as they say that men mature after women, that would make sense that a guy, after all is said and done, when they're 50, 60, <laughs> they finally figured it out, which isn't great for women. Like, who are they to be like family man type thing. There's always going to be, well, that, that's just in my experience. The rule as well. There's always mm-hmm. going to be yeah. Auntie Shade's not in it. Huh? It's mm-hmm. also who you're attracted to, though. I think it's it more. Well. I get more of a vibe that you'd be attracted to a younger man than an older man. I think it's your attraction levels it and is. what you're actually looking for. There were the, everyone I'm thinking of. They also have a family, so it's you're blending your families. It's a different scenario. Yeah, so what you're asking stability-wise is very different. Like you want them to be very stable because you've got kids, so it's it's easier when they've sorted out their life, and then you're just. Mm merging different okay mm. any more questions before we move on that was that was um, all. no but uh, don has a question in the instagram don't you think that oh there's two actually first of all you are for us auntie shade and i to reveal our checklist for men <laughs> and also, <laughs> don't you think that in every relationship there's always one partner who has an upper hand yes, yes. that's constant it's not constant though. Yeah, like if it's, it's constant, it's, then you're going to be oppressed. It goes yeah. in waves. Yeah, like, it should go in waves. One person that's on top. <laughs> what do you say? It depends. If you've got the other hand and you're constant, you'll never be oppressed. <laughs> you'll be yeah, too- then you're going to be the oppressor. Like, we'll come around to you. That's just karma. But either way, there, there are people that are like, I like to be dominated. That's cool. That's what you want. But there probably will be lots of things that you've missed out on because you've been dominated. But generally, a healthy relationship, it goes in waves. You're going up and down. Yeah. Candy says, it seems not all men often only treat women that they feel they're in love with properly. Anyone else along the way gets crumbs. Women, on the other hand, will still treat people with basic dignity, regardless if they're in love with them. Only a man's true love get basic dignity. I from what I've seen guys I, I would could potentially agree with that that if they don't give a fuck about you and you might not know this 
you're not getting the best out of them. But whether a woman would generally, and I'm not obviously not all, would generally give a man respect, like the, the niceness. I'm not, I've never been like, okay, you're not, because my, my thing has always been, why am I linking you doing whatever with you, whether it's from relationships or having sex with you, if I can't stand you or don't like you? Whereas I know a lot of guys will just bang a girl. They don't have no respect for them. Okay. They will take I hear them. So yeah. my thing is that women, in the, I think I can safely say in the majority, will give a man a nice treatment, will treat a man nicely, where a man will treat a girl shittily until he feels that's the one he wants to be with. No, I get that. I get that. And I've literally fallen out with some male friends because of how they treat women. So it's just, just because you don't want a relationship with her doesn't mean you should be disrespectful to her. Do you know what I mean? Like, that's why I don't... This is the thing about dehumanising. That's a lot of men dehumanise. And women, actually. They jump on a bandwagon and they dehumanise the women that are not in relationships or the women that are not, do you know what I mean? Maybe just like the fun time, whatever kind of thing. And I think, I actually think it's very wrong because how can you respect me as a person if you're doing that to other women? That's, there's something wrong there. There's a disconnect because essentially we could be the same thing. Oh, your sister, it's that whole thing. Like, how can you disrespect a woman like that? And also I think I have a problem. I really do have a problem with guys that will judge a woman for being with them because they're treating them like shit. But then what does that say about you? Like. Yeah. It's so, it's such a bizarre mentality. I, I, I know guys who definitely are like, why is she, like, she's an idiot. But what does that make you? Yeah. And that's, why and are you? And also sometimes that's what they prefer. What, what may seem on the surface is, oh, they might do the big gestures with the girl yeah. that they're in a relationship with and love, but that's not really what they like. It's yeah. just because that's seen by their peers, that's what you're supposed to have. But deep down, and then that's the other thing as well that we don't talk about a lot as well. I'm not saying, I'm definitely not saying all men, but there's a lot of men that need to come to the realisation that they don't, like women for sexual but they don't like women as people yeah. and that's why i go back to my first statement that and there's a lot of men that are not good people man they're not but you know what i think that is i think it's energy matching energy because you don't like women you're going to meet a woman who is going to back that up a self-fulfilling prophecy you're gonna you're gonna meet the one that's gonna reaffirm why you don't like women because it's already in there. You're matching energy. It's, there's a self-loathing angle to it. So you're actually finding people who are bad for you. You're bad for them. You co-mingle together and have a bad situation because that's what both of you are expecting to take place. And then you fulfill it and you both can retreat from the relationship. Yeah, see, said they weren't shit. And it's, yeah, because if both people are saying the other isn't shit, who are you going to attract? Shit. In who are trying to have a relationship generally want that to be the case. They might have a fear, but it's not necessarily what they hope for. Whereas I think a lot of guys go into it knowing that this girl is not going to be my girl. Yeah. I'm just going to do this and they will do everything they can to mask it, not being upfront about what they want, not being front that there's no future for their station. They do everything to mask what they really want, to deceive these girls. And they and, and then because they've deceived them, now they think they're idiots. 
And it's just, that's, it's so wrong. It's so boring. It's, it's, it's horrible. It's not just boring. It's horrible. It's horrible it's, to the psyche. No, yes, yeah, yeah. Like, like, you're treating your fellow person like this. This is the thing where it goes both, because it's yourself as well. If you're sleeping yeah. with somebody that you have disdain for, what does that say about your own body? Yeah, yeah that's what I'm saying. Yeah, you wise you hate yourself why? too. Yeah, like, yeah. You also was- don't feel like you deserve better. Yeah. So you're there doing it, like you're in a cycle of shit. And that it is like, actually, you don't have an upper hand in any way, shape or form. As much as they think they may do, like I've done her over, all you've done is yourself over, really. Yeah. That's, that's you've, you've just abused yourself and being like, yeah. oh, I abused you. And so you just abused yourself because why are you wasting your time and energy on somebody that you actually don't no like? You don't like yourself. You don't like. And then you're going to make them feel bad about themselves for liking you or falling in love with you. Because yeah. you don't think you deserve it. You think, why would you like me? Yeah, if why being would you like me? I'm treating you like shit. These times now you're lying to the person. So you're actually blaming them for not catching out you in a lie, but you're working your hardest yeah. to try and lie to them. It's, a, it's unnecessary. And this is why women it's, are like... It's actually... It's so psychotic. <laughs> like, if I'm lying to you, I'm judging you because I'm lying to you and you're not catching me out. And then when you catch me out, you're you're gonna do the most. No, babe, I'm not. But that's then, right. This that's is right. Him. And then she forgives you. She forgives me though. She's an idiot. <laughs> you? And then after she's bared her whole, you don't want me to let you go either. And then when she when you finally dash away, or she moves on. Oh God, don't let her dump you. Because then she's right. a bit. Oh my well, god. This, and this is the well, thing. Well, then you you're gonna try and get her pregnant. You're gonna try and get her pregnant. Then you're gonna and try and get her pregnant so she can't ever properly leave you. Mm-hmm. That's the yeah. other little trick that they try and plant in there. Yeah. It's very like it goes round, and then you have another story of I was trapped and I yeah. got a psycho baby mother, and it's all yeah, victimhood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all so that yourself, basically. Yeah, woe is me, woe is me. I think what was what did we say? What did, I think whoever said it, it wasn't me that said it. Stop giving us content. When I was talking to my friends, in, in, stop <laughs> giving us content. When yeah, when, when uh, my the guy when my friend was saying he's sick and tired of women talking about men on podcasts and things like that. But stop giving because really and truly, if there was no proof in the pudding, we wouldn't have nothing to say and we would look crazy. But every guy, you guys all say he's a good guy. There's about ten of your man them that's doing dirty, and none of you are saying nothing to each other. Yeah. You're not, it was very refreshing in this, back to this series, that you, there were majority men in relationships and they actually said they were in relationships and were actually speaking confidently and smiling even about the fact that they're in relationships. Yeah, yes, yeah. yeah. You know, I don't like think any of them yeah. scoff. No, one or two was a bit like, I'm in a relationship yeah, type yeah. of thing. That was yeah. a little bit of a wobble. And then they spat it out. I need to say, right. the wobble, for 20, like when we get to the end of 22, let's throw out complicated wobble. and dodgy wobble wobble. <laughs> you're in a relationship or you're not. It's okay. You know what humans do? They get together. It happens. Well, they might be in more than one relationship. Well, then make it clear. Maybe that's what they were trying to think. Which one am I? <laughs> Which one? <laughs> that was the wobble. Don't have a whole show on camera that's going to go out to the world and then talk about it's complicated. I know this guy here that was he was he he had an ex, but he wouldn't tell his ex that he was in a new relationship. It was like the oddest thing, like, and it was like, but he actually wasn't seeing her. They would talk, but. He just wouldn't, he couldn't tell her that he was in a new relationship. It was so weird. And there was no kids. He just had an ex. Yeah. Yeah. 
also that whole thing of creating this drama. Sometimes, you know what? Let women sit in their shit in it because sometimes you guys do the most to try and protect us from what you think we're going to go nuts about. Yes. So do you know what? Normalize your fuckery. Let us yeah. feel what on face on. Don't try and manage our emotions for us. Because you know what? If we go crazy, then don't do what it is that's going to turn us crazy. If you cheat, just let it. Mm-hmm. Because I remember guys to be like, no, you women can't handle it when you want. No. Mm-hmm. Give us a chance. If you don't handle it, then that's us. But the yeah, more yeah, you know, but the thing is, but they can't handle it. People they can't, can't handle it. It's not a male or female thing. Because you're being... Uh, dishonest, you're betrayed. These are yeah. real horrible things that are happening that people need time to process. It's yeah. normal to feel away if someone has done something to you. To stop trying to label like it's just women that feel these things and they're acting irrational. It's not irrational at all. It's a normal reaction to a uh, horrible it, situation. It's not, a rea- it's not irrational to be upset that you lied and pretended exactly. you wanted to leave the woman and she found out you were with 20 others. Why should we've been on this for ages, but I really do want us to talk about the Tinder swindler. Oh, yes, okay. yes. Did you watch it? I did. I did. I did. It, was, it was nonsense, though, but it was, yeah, I watched it. Absolute nonsense. But did you not have, oh, I had real mm-hmm. sympathy for the women because of the extreme kind of my enemies are going to get me. Yeah. I was really like, I don't know if I could, I'm, for one, my credit isn't set up to be able to take out a quarter of a million on credit Ever. cards for some dude. Right but <laughs> I would give what I had, though, in, if, if because I believe it. The picture's in it. I'm going to believe it. I'm going to think that you're in trouble and you're my man and I'm going to try and help you as much as I can. But I'm not remortgaging any houses, none of that stuff. But I did feel for them. Like, I was like, he was good. He was a good... Windler. <laughs> He was a good swindler. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say something, and it's not PC at all. Uh, but, but I don't know how to say it in a nice way. But okay, I wasn't brought up to believe that women should give men money ever. Like I just wasn't brought up like that at all. So that would be. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that I've never given money to a man. I have, but with like crippling, oh my God, I'm doing the wrong thing. This is wrong. <laughs> like, so I just wasn't, I just wasn't brought on that. So it would definitely be a red flag. hundred percent. I did have one guy, I remember one time, <laughs> he, he was crazy because he wanted me to give him a deposit for him to buy a house. <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> Okay, and I just thought, no, you think I'm a? Are you mad? So I was just like, obviously, I was just, and I was just like, you don't know me. I'm gonna entertain that. Are you crazy? You're mad. I just think, but yeah, guys will try. I do think that some guys will definitely try it, but I didn't. I thought it was warning signs, and also as well, I just, I don't know. Like maybe it's just life experience or whatever. But if you're going on a date with a guy, and then the next day he's, oh, I'm gonna fly you out. Like, not even the next day, same day he's trying you out. I would, I, my spider senses would be up immediately because money doesn't mean you're a good person. That's just, it just doesn't. It just, it really doesn't. And I think like a lot of women think don't, do you know what I mean? Don't know that. Like, legit don't know that. They think that if a person, if a male has got money and he's flashing it around, that shows that he's generous and kind. 
No, it doesn't necessarily show that. Or he could be jealous and kind and an arsehole. And do you know what I mean? And, <laughs> abusive. And, 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 and also treating you like you're, that's all your, that's all your work. Because even though the amount of number, the amount he spends isn't that, it's he's showing that you will jump because I'm showing cash and that's all yeah. you're like, It's undermining your brain power. I, when I watched it, I was like, I understand the web that he wove, but it, I think it was the early doors of everything. It's let's move in. It's all very quickly. It wasn't like over, he didn't play the long, long game. Now the long game, a year, two, maybe I'll be like, and then he starts talking about that. Maybe then that could hoodwink me, but I don't think within the space of six, but I don't, I'd like to think that you couldn't start telling me that. Cause the minute you're in that kind of deepness, I'd be like, bro, you boy, I, 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 they took out loans. They took out no, no. no that loans. side of things, the money thing is not. It's just not happening because I'm not. I'm. That's not where I'm set up or built. I'm trying to think about the trouble part. The trouble no, part. What, my enemies are after me. Like even sorry, I, I know this is so bad. I know this is so bad. And like just putting aside like the real like real life things that happen to these women. But even the phrasing. Yeah, my, my enemies. enemies are after me. No, <laughs> it is Nollywood. I cannot. Yeah. There's no way I would be taking that seriously. Like, I just like, and I, I think I'm like, even when I'm questioning, when, when I'm just like, oh, I'm not sure. I'm so blessed that I have friends around me that oh, would just yeah. be like, no yeah. fucking way, Shante. Yeah. No way. <laughs> like, seriously. So even when I would maybe on the brink of doing something stupid, like, I've definitely been pulled back. Like, no. No <laughs> way. <laughs> Could you imagine? I was, of a million. I was trying to yeah. empathise with the women. I was, what do you say? What do you say? Quarter of a million in debt. There's no, there's none. A million. But I was trying to, I was, trying to, I was really trying to empathise and think, what, what point would I be like this? As you said, Auntie Shadow, I don't know a guy that could, but I was thinking about, I was thinking about road guys, and this is being. What do you mean? I'm thinking about the there's there's a lane of there's a there's a. I was really trying to empathize and think what situation could make me believe that a man say my enemy, my my ops, my enemies, my this, that would make me think at the very least because the thing I know at this at that like a younger stage of my life I don't have a quarter of a million to help you out so there's not there's none of that, but what situation if he was trying to scam me if it's a guy that if I know that he's got criminal activities. Obviously, they didn't know. But that's, I'm trying to think what would convince me. And going out of a road guy, he could set that up. Yeah. And I might believe as much of the story, because then we've heard of scenarios. We know of situations. Let me speak for myself. I know of guys that have been in mad situations, who are in mad things. And in my childhood, where if a man was like, man's after me, this is that, this and that, and this and that, I might be like, oh shit, I believe this person. Yeah, I would. It would be. I, I think that's 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 how it would be set up. It literally yeah. is. If it's within your worldview. Yeah, it's like actually they do have money, and it's believing that they do have money. It's just around the corner, just tucked. They just need to be able to get it, and my couple of thousand gets them closer to getting that money. And I'm going to get my money back. Yeah, it's absolutely believing that it's going to come back to you, and that's what he would play on. I'll give you a little bit back first. It's the long. He was doing the long con. I'll give you a little bit back first. Yeah, yeah, it's true. And then I need a bit more from you. And then more is going to come back to you. And I need a bit more from you because it's just around the corner. It's just around the corner. It's so within human nature to really believe that windfall is just around the corner. He just plays on that. I I don't think... They all look the same. 
Like, yeah. where's he finding all of these blonde, like Norwegian, fin Finnish girls from? Like, they but all look the same. But he played because you don't know how, because those are the two that came to the documentary. You don't know how many yeah. he went through to get to the, because obviously he's playing on the vulnerability, but they were both, yeah. well, he did best friend with the one of them and he did emotional with the other one, the one that was giving the feeding the money at first. So, and he, the baby mother. And the baby mother as well. So, the it's just girlfriend. Like, mm -hmm. The three that had already taken him to court in yeah. Finland, mm. they were all blonde as well. Mm. They but just pixelated their faces, but you could see their hair. Yeah, yeah. But he, he had it tight. So yeah. there's obviously something that he's researched in that region. The no, men that they like. No, I don't like, think it's that. Maybe like that's a good. real look that is old. I think that's easy. I think that's like, that's like, that's like a guy going for all light skin girls, all dark skin yeah, girls. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? I don't think I don't think in the white world, I don't think that's the thing. It's the the, the, the sensibility. Because I think a dime a dozen. How many blonde women? You could easily find bare it's, blonde women. It's, it's the mindset, right? Do you yeah, know what I mean? It's just like, are they going to be impressed with this? Can yeah. I, do you know what I mean? What can I get? So I think in some of the cases, it was like, it It wasn't asking for too much in the beginning. It would be like a smaller amount, then a bigger amount, then a bigger amount than my enemies. Yeah. <laughs> and the danger crept in. I can't. Then they're like, I'm going to say mortgage. Are you fucking... Imagine somebody saying that to you. Can you remortgage your house? But this is the thing. I just like, because that installed, that thing is installed in me, I would probably just freeze and just, I wouldn't be able to do anything because I'd be like, no, this is actually too much. But I, I could, I could probably. I'm not saying I'm above getting caught up in the emotion of, oh my god, something's happening to him. But I don't think I'd be physically able to. I'll be more like I think I would like to believe. Okay, where's your friend yes. to help you? Where's your brother? Where's your yes. mother? Like, yes. where's let's let me try and. Um, get yeah, someone them, to yeah. help you because I can't. Yeah, and then yeah. and then there is, I guess, this part of me that's just like, got to save myself. So actually, <laughs> <Blocked. more> crazy, <laughs> Blocked. So Blocked. I need to go away from you. I need yeah. to disappear because you've got enemies, babe. I don't. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's <laughs> that's, I think that's, that's the part that would keep me either, that would either get me or get me away because it's the yeah. fear of if you're playing up enemies, what, murdering beat up guys. Right. I, I like my face, I, I don't like pain, I don't want that. So it's either gonna make me disappear and I'll be probably shitting myself. I'll probably come and stay at one of you lots where I live. And then after a while, oh, no one's coming. I'm going back to my yard, yeah, it's all good. That's the, I, I, would, dis I would be leaning towards disappearing, locking off, or the fear of that thing would get me to be like, I, I need to frantically trying to find someone to help because it's not gonna be my me and my bank. Because I don't have it. He's uh, apparently saying that it's all lies. <laughs> and he will be in touch with his version of the story I soon. Will. Yeah. You know Channel 5 is going to pick that up. Of <laughs> he's, he of said he's putting it all together. He's going he's gonna to put his side <laughs> forward. Listen, this, is, this is the audacity of a fraudster. Because he's now going to come and do remix story and get more money from other women. But this, and the thing is, you know what? He'll probably have a fan club and stuff with people. I'm yes. sure he can put a, a, a GoFundMe together and pay yes. money. He's you know got another mean? girl already. So I'm Ooh. sure there are women like with R. Kelly that were just like, oh, you can yeah. abuse me. There are women that will yeah. be like, I'll give you money. Yeah. Like there are folks that will be like, it's cool. Like we, we can run. With oh my it. gosh. Oh my gosh, guys, there's an emergency in the comments. Oh my What's God. An emergency. Neo Dato Evans. <laughs> 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 <
Read out, read out his ridiculous comments. Oh my god, guys. Neo Data Heaven says, please let someone let Auntie Nana know that I'm in trouble and need a couple of thousand or whatever she could spare. Thanks, Uncle Nee, via the kidnapping. <laughs> oh my god, guys. Oh my god. Unless any of you can lend me some money, all I can spare is a fiver. Five pounds, five British pounds. What's that? A hundred cities? Like I can give a hundred cities. You actually imply that the kidnappers are Ghanaian. That's what we're saying, isn't it? Yeah, I can do a hundred naira. Uncle, uncle, to the kidnappers, please tell Uncle Nee he might as well settle up where he is. It's 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 a wrap. It's probably better there anyway. It's not that bad. Remember, close your eyes and dream that you're on a beach somewhere. <laughs> it's all right. You'll be fine. All right, guys, we must move on. Let's see. Any comments on the IG? Abinadatra says, I'm shocked how many people are victim shaming and blaming them. The guys target vulnerable women. Mm. Um, she also recommended Puppet Master. I guess that's maybe on um, Netflix too or one of those channels. And many guys are doing fraud bait on Hinge. Stay safe, ladies. But you've got to, and, and I think it is, I'm not saying this is just like a phenomenon with men, it's definitely women too as well. But I think yeah. like in, when you're dating, you shouldn't be handing over any sort of amount of money at all. And the thing is, and just knowing that if you get out alone, you're liable, like yeah. you are responsible. It doesn't matter if someone's tried, convinced you or whatever, like it's, it's in your name and you need to protect that and never borrow what you can't afford to lose. Like yeah, never borrow it out. What if that's it? So if you're given a gift, then give it as a gift, and and that's that. And it's up to them, or whether they not up to them, but like you you give that, not knowing whether that person is necessarily gonna be. Get, I don't want to say it, but like they might just ghost you. <laughs> like you never know. Yeah, it's yeah. so bad. Yeah. But yeah, but you should give it with a loving heart. If you're gonna give something, give it with a loving heart and leave it at that, and have no expectation. There we go. Let's move on. What's made you sad, mad and glad, ladies? Auntie, gosh, Auntie Nana's first. Ah, I so had not reflected. Okay, so I guess really all I really have is a glad because it genuinely made me super happy was seeing Quadro today on the news and all over social media. And I was just really proud of him that just a young person sticking their neck out because he doesn't have to his housing situation sorted out but really being out there for other people i was truly proud of him i was really, and it's not just because he's gone in but mm-hmm. yeah that, that tickles my back a little bit more but i was yeah i was proud of him man lovely young man auntie shade um i'm pretty sure i have a sad and mad but i can't remember right now to be honest but my glad is if you go into our social media page we may or may not have made a bit of content and I think it's really funny and it gave me so much joy. So that has made me glad. glad. So check out our TikTok or your Auntie Clever or our Instagram your Auntie as well and you'll see it there. Yes. Yes, that made me glad too. So I, unlike the other aunties, have done my homework. <laughs> so what made me sad this week is I watched, finally watched And Just Like That, The Sex mm. in the City. Uh, oh, okay. Don't spoil the ending, please. I haven't. I'll try and do that spoilers. I'm going to do that spoilers. Mm-hmm. It made me super sad because the first two episodes, I wasn't expecting what happened to happen, and on that, it made me think about a lost 
friend, a female friendship that I had because Sex and the City was a particular group of friends that it was us and it was our show and it's such a significant time in my life and it made me think of the person that we no longer speak to and I was so it made me sad and mad I was really angry at the loss because I was like you threw it all away because of blah 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 but it made me really sad and I enjoyed it I actually fully enjoyed it and the series I'm fully I think it was a really good series and it made sense and everything was good even the cliche funny bits it was all good but it made me sad because it made me remember a time that was really good and then it became bad um mad at housing people because of the Kojo um 24 hour story I'm just like I, I really fucking hate housing associations councils and the shit that they get away with and how the, the way they let people just because you're in um, government housing or assisted living whatever the case you let them live in squalor and deprivation just because I hate it I, it makes me mad and I am also glad about Kojo sticking his neck out for people it's beyond also glad today was the Oscar nominations, um, it's award season, if you guys don't know, so the lots of uh, organisations are releasing their nominations. Today, Will Smith gets an Oscar nomination for playing Richard uh, God Williams in King Richard. It was a brilliant oh, film. Brilliant. He got the Best yeah. Actor nomination alongside Denzel oh. Washington. He got Best Actor nomination for his role in Macbeth. Oh, um, serious? Yeah, man. Yeah. Ongenu Ange played um, Oracine Williams in King Richard, got a Best Supporting Actress nomination, which is one of to win that. that she needs to get that she's going up against uh, is it oh god adriana uh, the the woman who, who's in west side story who though i don't know if we'll ever get a chance to talk about it west side story is so problematic there's a remake watch it because steven spielberg's so a remake of the, the 60s film yeah yeah it's why? beautiful but why um mm -hmm. in this modern age why it's still problematic however supporting actress ariana bose i think her name is phenomenal scene stealing so she also got a nomination but i want Anjanu to win however who else summer of soul fantastic wonderful brilliant documentary yeah, about, um, yeah it's the, one of the brilliant, best quest love directed it produced it that's been nominated for best documentary and another documentary called attica which i haven't watched but it's by black producers and directors so that's um also been nominated for best documentary what was a little bit disappointing was that how do they fall got nothing and Though it's not necessarily an Oscar film, I definitely thought original song, they'd get original song, yeah. um, but they didn't. It's been quite snubbed, actually. BAFTA has, however, BAFTA has recognised it, recognised James for outstanding debut by British writer, director or producer at the BAFTA nominations. And even more importantly, Bun or the Mainstream recognised uh, awards. The NAAC film have given Harder They Fall 12 nominations, so it's not getting ignored. But when we talk about the mainstream dominating um, awards, that's what where they, it's a bit lacking. How can they ignore and it? Also, it's just so good. Mate. And also, I forgot to mention, how dare I, Beyonce has been, is it nominated for Best Original Song? Oh, yes. tune for King Richard as well. So King yeah. Richard, I think King Richard's got six nominations, so it's got to win. I need it to win some major ones, but yeah. So I was really happy about that. I went to a little soiree that the academy put on in the uk in london to watch the nominations and i'm very proud of myself because i only had one helping of a little fish and chips thing i normally would have had two or three and i only had one <laughs> can um, I, oh, sorry. that's it that's it okay can i just say so like my mad actually is joe rogan and this whole yeah. spot of oh, yes, so, um, 
India Irie came out with a, a video where she was saying that she gets the whole COVID thing, but actually the reasons why she is pulling her stuff from um, her songs from Spotify is because they are supporting Joe Rogan, who has repeatedly used the N-word. He's a white male, has about 16 million followers, and he's used the N-word like when talking about certain situations. He also as well he has apologized for that and spotify have said they're still sticking with him as far as i know mm-hmm. and he also w- talked about going to a film and to see go and see planet of the apes and he compared the black area that he was dropped off into to actual planet of the apes and he and he when he was explaining that story he did go on to say oh that's a bit racist and stuff but no joe no it, this is unacceptable actually it's just i'm surprised he still has his platform right now. Do you know what I mean? We'll see how it's going to filter out. The Rock, Dwayne Johnson, he is like pulled support from him as well because he didn't, he wasn't aware of the deepness of the situation. And I just think it was just, it's just a bit, I don't listen to Joe Rogan, to be honest. Like he just doesn't seem like he'll be my cup of tea or anything like that. But like, it is like people of, you have these massive platforms should not be allowed to say these types of things at all. It's just bullshit, basically. Yeah. You're on mute. Let's up the zero tolerance on racism towards black people. Yeah. I, I would say that's definitely why he's still on there. Um, yeah. Although I do listen to Joe Rogan. I do have lots of other things to that, but it would be long-winded. He was wrong, but there's a conversation within it anyway. But still, the reason why he's there is because it was black people. If it was trans or Jewish, he'd be off straight away. Yeah. Because there's a lot. There's a lot of episodes. Um, Spotify removed 70. Yeah. With dubious types of language within it. It's not to say... The thing is, what I have a problem with is not like people apologising for their behaviour, but it's actually... it's not You're not really admitting what you're doing. So you're you're saying, I didn't... I wasn't racist when you were being racist. Do you know what I mean? So you're making yeah. an apology for offending people of what they think that yeah, you've done. It, putting it on the person to that. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Like, so it's just, you're not, it's not even across the board. It's almost, I'm sorry if you felt offended, which is always yeah. a shit apology. Do you know what I mean? It's not, so it's, it's it's not like, even an apology. It's, no, it's not how you apologise for anything. At all. Um, so like I just yeah. think no it's unacceptable and he should go and it's just I, I, I hope that they're just dragging their feet and they put in Spotify put into a hundred million into him and we'll see if they get the return on investment. What yeah. Spotify yeah. needs to do is put a hundred million into the auntie because we ain't racist. We do. Yeah, get me. Um let's get the last comment. Okay, so Candice has said my mad is Andrew Young saying Rogan isn't racist because he has black people around him like what Nonsense. the beep Okay, let's, have we got any kind of... <laughs> like, do we even, like... Do, even, no, because we'll, we'll get into it and we don't have oh, the time. We can get into it. Okay, next week. Let's pick up next week. Okay, <laughs> do we have a, do you have a hit list? Is Joe Rogan on our hit list? Is Spotify on our hit list? Who's on your hit list? You know what? You know who's on my hit list? Whoopi Goldberg, man. Oh, my God. <gasps> yes. Yes. She's, she's on my, this is my unpopular opinion. <laughs> she's on my hit list because I... I I am offended by what she said. I I think that she was right to be suspended 
um, 100% that you cannot tell people, a group of people, how they identify. If they choose to identify a race as a race, then you shouldn't tell them otherwise. And I think she was, I think she was playing semantics, actually. Do you know what I mean? I think she knew exactly what she was doing and saying, and I think it was irresponsible and she shouldn't be stoking things like that at all. I really am not impressed with her and this i think whoopi thinks that she can get away with saying anything and every, and anything that she wants to and you can't say that that whole situation wasn't about race when it clearly was and you can't tell how you can't tell a group how they should identify either and on that note because there's so much note we have I want to go to bed. I have. I'll, I'm going to. I need to go. Right. Thank you. That was your aunties could never. Thank you for watching and listening. Please follow us on all the social media platforms. Watch us back on Facebook and YouTube. Listen to our episodes on most popular listening platforms. Don't forget to write your reviews on Apple Podcasts and like us on Spotify. Help us become rich aunties so we can best give you all the auntiness that you need. <laughs> Um, all the auntiness that you deserve. Thank you so much, guys. This is your auntie's good never. I'm Auntie AK. I'm Auntie Nana. I'm Auntie Shade. <laughs> and we I are saying bye-bye. Bye. -bye. bye, -bye. bye, -bye. <laughs>